0: Log Talk Radio.
1: And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Can so I stand up? Okay, we're gonna expand the energy. You're gonna do it the form with your eyes closed, so you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you gotta go within. Tai Chi is a method of doing it that allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body. And as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms. Practice with your eyes closed sometimes So you can really internalize it And some marvelous things will happen I
2: won't spoil your experience If you are not sexual You cannot be spiritual Because it takes energy To be spiritual It takes energy To meditate And I'm not talking about Alpha relaxation I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions are past after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow in this
3: lifetime
1: but I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy and and when we talk about sexual energy we're't talking about making love we're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body and makes we put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, martial arts for many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. And instead of energy going out, Earth to go Into your system If you really want To communicate And the only way We as men Can really communicate With a woman Is opening up A heart chakra On a heart to hear And that's your First step learning how to use fajing or anything else. It's developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and it goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through a thrusting channel in Tibet. I mean in Chinese it's called the UMA channel. Right they even center their bodies. And we say that, well, I don't feel it. you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it uh, uh, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You've made a decision to do something
2: completion and when we look at that word completion nothing is ever complete because everything is constantly changing and
1: moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns so this whole thing that we're doing here from the physical or the martial arts into the mental and spiritual things it's it's not a three day wonder, you know it's your life and as you exhale slowly open your eyes very slowly.
4: Peace, peace, peace. This is Coach Kahir of original native. A real special show I want to jump straight into it Uh, I'm going to run the sponsors at the end I do want everybody to go still check out RelaxationIsTheKey.com AlkalineWaterToGo.com And Tybro T-Y-B-R-O Dot com Um, I guess I'm going to explain As the show goes on Why I've been really excited about this show And really trying to push it But I'm going to bring on our special guest tonight For the first hour Dr. Mitchell Gibson. Uh doc your, your your mic is open. How you doing tonight? I'm
5: doing well. How are you, sir?
4: Uh, blessed by the best. Too sexy to be stressed and worth my weight in diamonds and gold, you know how we do.
5: <laughs> I like that. I like that. How have you been?
4: Oh, man, you got me so excited, man. Wow. Mm mm mm. mm. You been uh I went on a um a new meditation retreat at the beginning of February and um, a lot of our conversations came up because it was a silent meditation retreat so you know when you have to be quiet you get a lot of conversations and a lot of time to uh, run things through your mind so um, I feel like I'm on top of the world like like I'm getting ready to stick my finger in an electric socket sometime soon (laughs)
5: well I'm glad to hear that I'm very glad to
4: hear that how about yourself how you been getting along
5: We've been getting along well. We just finished uh, the seminar in Manhattan. Really good, sold-out crowd, really great energy. I enjoyed being with the family in New York. It was a really good time.
4: Great, 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 great. If Kathy's close by, I want to say, hey, Kathy, Miss Kathy, I love you. Hey.
5: Hey, how are you? She's close by sitting right here.
4: Yes, 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 yes. Now, I'm not going to try to just snatch her in because I've been asking her to come on willingly. So she said she'd be sitting close by, so I'm not going to make it to Kathy and Mitchell Gibson interview. But, uh, Kathy, if you want to jump in on something, please feel free, okay? Thank
5: yeah. so you. Are excited about right. the upcoming Atlanta
4: thing? Oh, um, let me go ahead and set the tempo right quick as, uh, when we get ready to talk about Atlanta. Uh, Here we are at the bottom of the eighth. We have Mitchell Gibson on the mound. We got a brother on first base and a man on third, and we're up by one run. And Gibson's got a two-and-two count, and the catcher comes out to the mound to make sure Gibson's okay. See, everybody, Dr. Gibson used to play baseball, and he was real good. So I know when I get him in that scenario, he knows we're in a tight fix tonight because I only got him for an hour. We got a lot to talk about. So... Uh, Doc, you, have you ever been in that situation before where you had a man on first and third and you had to protect the lead in the eighth inning?
5: All right,
4: I had to strike him out. <laughs> wow, Doc didn't say they're gonna have to play better defense. He said I'm gonna just go ahead and make and uh, strike him out. All right Um, Yes, we do have the event The uh, Life Harmony and Light Conference in Atlanta On March the 3rd and the 4th Um, Doc, what are you bringing to the table um, uh, that weekend?
5: We're going to be talking about Removing Attaching Spirits and the Spiritual World It's going to be Mm.
4: a... Yes, because I want to talk about that tonight as well. Um, did you uh, were you able to listen in to the opening song that came on tonight?
5: I did, that was beautiful.
4: All right, that is um um a discourse by my teacher, Sunyata Saraswati. Okay. okay. And um he has been uh gracious enough uh to come in tonight and do the second hour with us. But I did want to um, introduce you to him, Um, even though it's long distance, he's in Florida and you're in North Carolina. I did want to introduce you to him before we get started, all right?
5: Okay, okay. My pleasure.
4: Senyata, are you on the line?
1: Hi, Namaskar. Namaskar.
4: How you doing tonight? Pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Senyata, I wanted you to uh, informally meet Dr. Mitchell Gibson. And Dr. Mitchell Gibson, I'd like for you to informally meet my teacher, Senyata Saraswati. Hello, hey, Dr. Sarah. Gibson. Good doing? evening.
5: It's a honor nice. nice to meet you. Very pleased to meet you. Yes, it's <clears> honor <throat> nice to meet you as well. One of these days we'll have to meet in person.
1: Uh, we will hook up. We will. I
5: hear a great deal about you. Oh, thank you. And all good. (laughs) How long have you been guiding him? Forever. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a very long time in most places. (laughs) It is, it is. Yes, it is. But he's the next student. Good. Good. How long have you been teaching, sir?
1: Uh, Last 50
6: years.
5: Fifty years, oh my God You certainly have the record over me I've only been teaching probably about, oh for the better part of ten years That's a a long
1: time too, believe me
5: Yeah, ten years can be, that's most definitely true
4: All right, Senyata, I'm going to just let you just uh, just hold off until the second hour. I'm going to leave your mic open in case you want to come in and contribute, but I really want to just aim this first part at Doc because a lot of the information, and and the reason I wanted both of you all because when I first met Dr. Gibson, um, Dr. Gibson said he uh, uh, studied Taoism, Kabbalah, And Buddhism And um, a lot of interviews that I hear I really don't get to hear a lot Of your background in Taoism So could you give me a little bit Of your background about your Taoist studies um, As you started getting into the spirituality And how old were you?
5: Um, I've been studying Taoism For the better part of 15 years And I studied a great deal of uh, Taoism as it relates to uh, the Mao Shan philosophy, which is one of the oldest Taoist well, sex. Yeah. yeah, the Mao Shan philosophy is uh probably my greatest influence. I also have studied a great deal of the philosophy as it relates to creating consecrated talismans and uh consecrated amulets, which I do quite a lot. And in my main altar I have um an altar and an icon that I have uh Enshrined for the Jade Emperor Which is probably one of the main Focuses of what I studied So I studied oh, yes. the Jade Emperor I studied uh, quite a bit about uh, Amulets and talismans And I also studied Dao um, with shamanism Which is a way of increasing Your spiritual energy Through a practice called the Red Phoenix
4: mm. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay Thank you, thank you, thank you Um how has um, one of the subjects that I want to talk about tonight is humility and discipline? How has um those two subjects and you can pick either one of those humility and discipline been a part of dr mitchell gibson 's life on this particular spiritual path because me sometimes i 've gotten lazy you know and i 've had and and i 've seen Um, the inconsistencies in my practice sometimes, but I see when I turn it up a notch, so to say, um, how the reward starts to pay off. Um, A brother in your position, especially a uh, black or African-American male doctor, successful, uh, great family, um, a lot of people are looking and saying, what's the formula? Can you talk a little bit about humility and discipline as it um, entails the formula for how Mitchell Gibson is successful?
5: Uh, That's a really good question. Humility, I think in any real success in life, humility has to be part of the the formula. I I remember uh, when I was very young, I used to be uh, a medical student in the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and I had a professor uh, that used to like to call me nigger. And I remember once when I was in... Uh, I was doing a kidney transplant with him, and he would say, Nigga, hand me that scalpel. Nigga, pull that back. And it was something that caught me off guard because he couldn't – he was a senior attending who was tenured, so if I had said anything to him that he didn't like, he could have made me do the whole year over. And so here I was. I graduated at the top of my class in college. Uh, I was used to getting top honors and respect from my professor's. And here was a man who was a self-professed member of the Ku Klux Klan, but who was also a brilliant surgeon, calling me nigger every chance he got. So I had met a, a former classmate of mine who was um, who had come to Carolina before I did, and he had come across the same professor. And the professor, and he locked horns. And he made Carlos, a friend of mine, do the third year of medical school over three times. And... It took Carlos seven years to graduate medical school because of that one class. And every time he called me that, I dug my heels in, and I recognized that this is a test. This is a test that the universe gave you. And if you fail this test, you will never become a doctor. So each time that he called me that, I would smile.
3: And I
5: would... mm. The black man could have just smacked him upside the head. I could... Take him easy, but I realized that I had to allow him to have his moment.
4: Mm. Now this 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 interview with this conversation. Now we're I told you we're gonna be sitting on the back porch with some lemonade and we a, a couple of dials on the line, so I got a lot of notes in front of me, but this may flow, so I gotta follow that lead right there. Uh, some people who may be looking from the outside, who may not have that particular discipline or humility, may be looking at. Ah, uh, Mitchell, you a punk, man. I can't believe you did that, yada, yada, yada. What do you say and um, to those people who may be looking at you um, and you may be going through a present test like that or somebody who comes to you as a present test and you say, and you tell them that story about being a doctor and they say, well, man, I'm, this ain't about no doctor. I, I work at Walmart and this man's calling me nigger. You know, what do you say to a person like that practically right now?
5: Say to a person like that, if you pass those tests that the universe give you, then you get to keep your job, you get to become a doctor because because I passed that test, people now call me doctor.
4: Mm. Mm. That's yes, yes, doctor. yes, yes.
5: The man that was calling me that name is now dead. <laughs> they don't call him left. anything He's in a grave somewhere.
4: Right, right, right. So you also knew you had time on your side.
5: I knew that I had time on my side. I knew I, that I had reality on my side. I knew that at some point, the University of North Carolina was going to evolve. And this man, at the time he was working with me, was probably close to 70 years old. I knew that he was going to die before I became prominent in the world. And all I had to do was step, put my pride aside and allow time to take care of him. So in that humil- in that lesson in humility, I took myself out of the equation so
4: that I could become myself. Wow. Next 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 thing I have to ask is about cuz in a in a situation like this maybe it'd be some people who are listening who have taken your words of power class and say, "Well, shoot, you some people uh doc says he's had some words of power to uh bring people back to life, cause miracles, stop people's heartbeats. Um Did you have, um, had you already had the experience with DeJounte when you had um, met this man who was calling you nigger in the operating room?
5: I had not. That experience was going to happen probably about six to seven years later. I had not had the experience yet.
4: Um, But did you feel that you were still being observed by DeJounte at that time? I
5: I think it was probably a test to see where my soul was. It would have been easy to express my anger and my pride as a black man and stand up for myself in that way, but I had seen year after year what that did in that setting. In that setting, I didn't have that kind of power. There was another situation where I was in my first year, and I had taken an oral examination in anatomy, and I got all the questions right. But when I got my grade back, the professor gave me a C. So I said, how can... Getting all the questions right equal equal to C. So I went to the dean of the school, and I complained, and I said, I deserve an A. My classmates were witnesses. And the professor came in, and you know what he said? He said, your people only deserve an average grade, and so that's what I'm going to give you. Wow. And the dean said, well, he's a tenured professor. It's his word against yours. Your C sticks. And so that C is on my transcript to this day. I know that I didn't earn it. But I recognize, oh, this is how they're going to play that game. So if I'm going to become a doctor, I have to do certain things that will allow me to function within this existing power structure. And one of them was to learn the lesson of humility.
4: Now i got to go back into the childhood a little bit for people in my audience who may not know who Mitchell Gibson is. Uh, you're North Carolina born, right?
5: I was born in a little town called Pinehurst, North Carolina which is now a golf capital of the world. But I was born not too far from that famous golf course.
4: And um, coming up, you had to deal with some racist issues in that town, correct?
5: Yeah. most uh, The town was half black, half white. But at the time I was growing up, the town was still very segregated. Uh, Blacks and whites didn't mix. There was a black restaurant and a white restaurant, the movie theater, That my parents took me to We sat upstairs And you didn't get a chance to go downstairs And get popcorn with the white people They had different bathrooms In school, the school was not integrated yet So I dealt with all of those things That uh, Dr. King helped us overcome That was part of my childhood experience
4: And after you became a doctor You started treating people of all races Around the world, is that correct?
5: That's right when I became a physician I moved to Arizona. And Arizona has about a 3% black population, so over 90% of my clients were white. And it it occurred to me that the lesson of humility helped because a lot of the people that I treated had never actually sat down with a black person of any in any association. So, when they sat down with me, they had lived in Arizona all their lives with three percent black people. You could easily go your whole life and never meet one of us, and many of them did and now'm sorry people, go ahead What about the facts of racism and prejudice?
4: Um, now, a lot of people who have faced that type of racism growing up still harbor it in their heart um what did, were, had you learned a lot of forgiveness, or did you ever harbor in your heart uh, before you met DeJounte? Or where did you learn this lesson of forgiveness that the particular lessons and gifts that you had been brought um, were, you know, for everyone?
5: One of the things that really helped me learn forgiveness was watching people die. I've watched hundreds of people die. And when you watch a person die, It's a very, very sacred experience because everybody takes their last breath differently. But it doesn't matter what color you are. When you sit with a person and watch them die, almost everybody that dies has a tear in their eyes. And when they look back at life, you can see as life leaves them, it doesn't matter what color you are, what race you are, you meet the afterlife in the same way. You meet it with one last breath. In, In seeing that over and over and over, it really gave me a different perspective on race. It it taught me that race doesn't matter. And with my philosophy about reincarnation, I really came to believe that that person may be black or white or Chinese or Hispanic in this lifetime, but that's just like changing a coat. Next time, they might be a whole different race. So that whole idea of that they're going to be white or black or whatever this lifetime means nothing for that last breath when they come back into the world. So now when I meet people, I recognize that that's just a suit they're wearing. They're not really white or black or whatever color. They're just in a different suit of clothing that God has put them in this time around. Mm. So the race now, I'm sorry, go artif- ahead. The race question is an artificial question, in my opinion. The only value that it has is the value that we place on it.
4: Mm. Mm. I see. Um, now... When I first met Senyata, Senyata uh, teaching Eastern philosophy, Tantra, uh, Kriya Yoga, uh, all these esoteric arts. And um, I had been, this was in 2000, um, in July 17th, no, 2001. So in July 17th, this year will be 11 years I've been studying with him, officially, because the first time I met him, I walked right by him. And it took me five years to see him again. I saw him. Two of my brothers were standing on either side. I shook his hand. I said, oh, that's a nice hat you got on. Because he had on a hat, and I didn't understand. I said, oh, that's a funny hat. And I shook his hand and walked right by him. It took me five years to see him again. Um, about four months, five months into the practice, uh, we were sitting down one day, I think at my house or after practice, and Senyata said, This is the most black students I've ever taught in 35 years, 40 years. I said, Senor, wait a minute. It's only six or seven of us. He said, I said, this is the most black students I've ever taught in my career of teaching. Um... Most of the sciences that you teach and this aspect of spirituality you find on a a normal basis uh, more Europeans or, you know what I'm saying, non-black races come. Do you find that true in your practice as well, how long you've been practicing these spiritual arts?
5: I find that um, initially, yes, that was true. Our audiences used to be 95-plus percent. Um, Either white or Hispanic But almost never did I see an African American person But in the last two years That has really changed significantly Now the audiences are Split almost right down the middle Mm. 50-50 And I think For a lot of black people It's difficult for us to be exposed to spirituality We are as a race Inundated with religious philosophy Baptist philosophy Methodist, Catholic That's what we're swamped with. That's what we're raised in. So if a black person is going to be exposed to spirituality, they have to work at it. When you go to seminars, for the most part, you don't see people of color presenting. You don't see people of color organizing them. So that is something that I've really only seen um, start to come to fruition with just the last few years. Before that, I did quite a number of seminars all over the world, and you almost never see a person of color speaking. But now I think that we are recognizing that many of our religions have not met the spiritual needs that we have and many of us are saying we need more and that's one of the things that I hope to provide is that more part of the equation
4: um there are naysayers in the particular tradition that you and Senyata uh teach oh man hands on, he's not even, no prescriptions. I know, Doc, I think in your bio it says you haven't written a prescription since 2004. Uh, Senyata has shown us uh, many times about uh, exchanging energy, uh, Fa Jing or Li Kung Jing or um, a a master's level of Reiki course without even touching a person. Um, Do you think that is going to, um, well, just give me your thoughts on that. Uh, about the skepticism, you know, because um, of that? And what can we do to, um, I don't know if we can ever eradicate it because you're going to have some people who just have that gene, I think. I call it a doubting gene. I I still may have it. But what can we do to um, help propagate our art form and the healing aspect that we bring to the world?
5: I think the greatest remedy for skepticism is to lead by example. You're not going to change a skeptic's mind if that is, that is their philosophy. Skepticism is a, is a philosophy. There used to be great schools of skeptics in ancient Rome and ancient Egypt and ancient uh, Greece that taught the opposite or negative philosophy uh, in, in opposition to any great positive philosophy. That was their school. The skeptics have evolved now to become almost a priesthood adopted by science. <laughs> that there's nothing that is possible unless a scientific explanation. But the, the, in my opinion, the, the difficulty with that is a lot of things that science depends on, science doesn't understand. Science doesn't understand the force of gravity, but we depend on the opposition energy of planes for gravity to make airplanes. Science doesn't understand most of the medicines we use. Lithium, for instance, which is used for manic depression. When you look up lithium in the uh, PDR, you'll see that mechanism of action is unknown. We don't know how it works. Penicillin. We don't know how it works. Most of the medicines and pills that we use in medicine, we don't understand. And as a result of that, the skeptic's philosophy is one of ignorance is something that we can afford in science because we have a method to investigate the unknown. Mm. But what they really mean by that is that when we investigate the unknown, we're willing to accept the null hypothesis as an answer, which means that we are willing to accept I don't know as an answer because we don't have enough data. Well, if you turn that around, in the spiritual world, we call that faith. We say that, well, we don't know how it works, but it works for me just fine. Science says, well, faith needs, it needs an empirical investigation and an answer, which is hypocritical because if you turn that same thing on drugs, there wouldn't be many drugs that we could use because we don't know the mechanism of action. So when you when you really boil it down, the skeptical philosophy is primarily self serving. In my in my feeling, in my work, I have a very strong philosophy about skepticism. I say if something works, use it. And that's my philosophy about all the things that I do. If mm. I find it that works, I use it. If I don't understand it, that doesn't stop it from working.
4: Wow. That thought brought me back to um to a day I was sitting in your office, I don't mean to go on a tangent, but um, you had noticed that I was sitting in front of Quan um, Yin, and you wanted me to change positions, and then you told me to say a prayer, and in, in, in my practice, n- not in my practice, but I've just been around a lot of naysayers and... You say, Well, I'm going to say this prayer. I'm going to say that prayer. And they're like, No, 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 no. You must do this one. You must, it must be like this. It must be like this. And is always saying, uh, Don't be so mechanical. Don't be so mechanical. And you looked at me real matter of factly and you said, Oh, just say the one that works. <laughs> and um, I really appreciated that. I really, really appreciated the fact that uh, you weren't into. Uh, trying to say, let me um, let me indoctrinate him with some Gibsonism. Uh, let him go back in there and search his heart out and find his own answers. And 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 uh, for me, that's always been a sign of a master teacher. So I just wanted to say I really appreciated that.
5: I appreciate that. I remember that moment. Thank you very much for reminding me.
4: Absolutely. Um, now. I got to get to the paper because people still want some of these some of these questions. I got um my belly's about half full and they said leave some room for the food to digest, so I got a lot of other we I I think we picked the man off on third and uh we got this man still over here on first base and we're going to go ahead and um take us on out on this next half hour. So are you ready to wipe the sweat from your brow and get busy a little bit and buckle down on this last ninth inning?
5: <laughs> go ahead and start where you like, my friend.
4: I love Dr. Gibson man. I just want to go on record right now and let the world know. That's my homeboy. Okay. Okay. All right. Um at the beginning I played that post about that um what Senyata had said about um sexual energy, you know, and um and um how it connects to spirituality. And on one of your videos Four years ago um, when you were talking about the sun gazing and then you were talking about astral travel and you said don't engage for sex for about two weeks. Now, if you don't want to fully give me the answer, that's fine, but you can answer the best you can. Were you talking about no... Ejaculations or no orgasms for two weeks, or no physical intercourse, because in some in some instances you can have sex without releasing your energy. Montauk Chia and Senyata has taught us a lot about um, ejaculations and recirculating your energy and diffusing that um, to maintain it, but. It's a very small minority of people who either have the discipline or who desire to practice that. And most of the time, people equate sex, uh, especially men, with ejaculation. Um, and maybe you were just saying, hey, just, since I don't want to go into that long conversation, just abstain from sex for two weeks so you can get your energy up and so you had us on like 100 days with no ejaculation. If you miss a day, like if you're at days 80 and you miss a day, you got to start over. So can you clear it up a little bit for me and maybe some of the people who were watching that video? Did you mean abstaining from sexual contact, thoughts, and intercourse totally, or were you talking about uh, releasing the seed? The,
5: the philosophy that I'm talking about is, is actually based on an ancient practice. I was referring specifically though to astral travel. I've spent a lot of time astral traveling outside of my body, visiting uh, different planets, visiting different places in the, on the Earth, visiting the Sun, and I, I recognized a, a one-to-one correlation. If you have sex, that means physical intercourse or ejaculation of any kind. You just can't go as far. You can't stay out as long. It's it's as though the energy that's in your seed and your semen. And the energy that's released from the act of ejaculation of any kind limits the fuel that you have to astral travel. So I, found, I tested it. I worked with it. There were times when I would ejaculate and try to get out, and I couldn't go any further than walking around my house. And then I would wait three days, and I realized that I could go pretty much around the city of Philadelphia, whatever city I was in. But then I said, let's try this for three months. And so I didn't ejaculate, didn't masturbate, nothing for three months. I could go as far as the sun and the neighboring planets. And then, okay, I said, let me just ejaculate. And I was right back to being limited to the house. And then I said, okay, let me test this theory again. I went six months. And with six months, I could go from one dimension to another. So there was a one-to-one correlation with my range in astral travel, with my ability to control astral travel, and most importantly, my ability to control my astral body and the density of the body, was directly related to how much energy I had left in my sexual organs.
4: Wow. I think this is where Miss Kathy may have to, uh, her ears may be getting ready to come in on this next question right here. And either one of you all can answer this. Um, wow. Sometimes. Okay, I, I'm, the reference is the show that you, the Primordial Love show you did with Ampool on Valentine's Day. I so loved that. I've already rebroadcast it twice. I got it on CD. I even burned it and gave a copy to my mom and was like, "Man, check this out." Um, and yes. one of the one of the things in there that Kathy had mentioned was about. Taking time to know yourself, and you talk, and and that there was a lot of conversation about relationships. And you said, oftentimes one person is further along on the path than the other, and the other person just says, "Oh, I'm just going to let you do that." And you talked about how important it was to find someone. I don't know. Um, uh, you didn't use the word enthusiastic, but you said somebody who was at least an appreciator, or somebody who understood and was on the on the same spiritual page as you. Um, how would a cause and 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 right now I have a large clientele of females who are very sexually frustrated, and but I also know a lot of brothers who want to say, yo, I want to sit on my seed right now and cultivate this and there's some things I want to do but they also want to be in a relationship. How does one go about um explaining to a female or um um maybe even explaining it to yourself that um well look, she's she has this particular sexual appetite that she wants and um but you want to travel past your bedroom, I want to get outside the city of Fayetteville, I want to get outside this state, um, how does that conversation uh, look or sound, and if Miss Kathy wants to chime in, what is some of the benefits of understanding, let's say if you don't understand that as a female, and, a, and, and you meet a man who says, um, it ain't all about the sex, it's all about what we can generate with this power, um, how does that conversation go?
5: Well, when you find someone who is at least willing to entertain being on the same page with you, uh, you make a discovery that your sexual organs are not the only uh, energy source that you can use to empower your spiritual growth. So one thing that you can do is you can learn to do rituals together. There are rituals that you can do as a couple that will increase the amount of power you have as a couple so that you can not only have sex, but then you can also learn to astral travel, enjoy sex, and still have your range. It involves learning how to take energy in from the sun. Uh, You have to learn something called scanning, which also is another energy source. You have to learn to honor the energy of your spiritual guides and the gods that are willing to work with you. Uh, It's important to learn to use words of power. There is power around us, and there's power in relationships, and if you learn to integrate the power sources that we have around us in your relationship, you won't be limited to not having sex or not ejaculating because you have other power sources that you can draw from that will lift those limitations. And Kathy and I practice a number of the things that I just mentioned. We do rituals every day. We do our words of power every day. We scan every day. uh, We take in sun when we can. And because of that, we have other power sources that allow us to have or fulfilling intimate life, and also to perform our spiritual work. Mm. But it really requires somebody who is on the same page spiritually so that you can exercise those options.
4: (laughs) Now, Doc, you said that so fluently, and it just flowed out in about 30 seconds. And some people who are listening are like, yeah, 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 I want to try that. But that takes time, right?
5: It takes time, and it takes a, a partner who's willing to be honest with you about their spirituality.
3: Mm. Do you okay, think We're going
5: to do this And then I got you And then quit I hear that way too many times I hear that too often Wait to find out What a person's spirit, True spirituality is And the way to see it, What their true spirituality is See what they were doing Before they met you
4: mm. Mm. Is that through observation Or do you hit them With 20 questions
5: Just see what they uh, Observe their life See what they really believe See what they uh, are comfortable with. A lot of people will do what they what you think they want to do just to hook you. And after they hook you, they'll pull out of the game. But if a person really it. has the interest, it'll be something that they will bring to the table that you can share. Or at least they will bring an open mind to the table. And an open not mind is a curious mind. They'll keep bringing it until you give them a reason not to.
4: Hmm. Wow. Um, I tell a lot of my friends and clients, don't try to eat all the elephant at one time. Um, you wouldn't suggest somebody trying to learn scanning and words and power and and solar gazing all in a week, would you?
5: Now, if somebody is truly interested in you and in a relationship and they see what you're doing and they have an open mind, they're going to look at what you're doing and say, I want to try that.
3: Mm -hmm. It will be
5: an honest inquiry into what you're doing Because they have a a caring about you And if the relationship deepens They're going to see that this is something that's important to you So in that regard, it's important that you be earnest about what you're doing So your mate can see your earnestness And see that this is something that you're not going to give up And you're not going to change on And then they're not going to try to change you from it They're either going to join with you or walk away from you
4: Whew, boy, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I got so many other questions because I can stay on that tangent right there. Thank you for that. I want to, okay, well, I I still got to move into, I want you to talk about, um, wow, got to make my sacrifices here, soulmates. Uh, The other night, uh, Ampu asked you, through your astrological background, what were some of the common factors that you had saw in um, astrological charts that showed people were soulmates and you said I haven't seen any and then you went into a um a uh, uh, breakdown about soulmates and 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 to me I was like that's, that's it we've been in this I I I say European romanticism phase we, we have so many in in the, in the black community, you got a lot of people hollering, black power, such and such and such and such. I really don't like white people, but they still love romance, and they still love this thing of, well, I can just gaze in somebody's eyes, and I know that it's them. But you talked about how it was a blessing of a creator to meet your soulmate. Um, can you talk about the science of partnering versus these illusions of romance? And and I'm not saying don't be romantic because I like bringing flowers too, but I think that there's a science in relationships as well. Can you briefly talk about that before? And uh, what are your uh, opinions or words on just romance, period, and soulmates? Do uh, do they go together?
5: Well, I think the question of a soulmate is, is something that almost everybody asks and everybody looks for. But I think we should start with a couple of important points. In the science of partnering, you are, the, you are the most consistent part of the equation. You bring the same thing to every relationship, no matter who that next person is. And so what you want to do is you want to look at what is the part of the relationship that I bring that I can improve upon? Who am I as a lover? Who am I as a partner? Who am I as a financial Uh, contributed to the relationship? Who am I as a potential parent? Who am I as a spiritual being? And I think it's important to, to really look at and examine all of those different questions because in a relationship, you're going to be all of those people. You're going to be writing checks together. You're going to be sharing accounts together. You're going to be sharing a bed together. You're going to be sharing travel together. You're going to be sharing an awful lot of conversations with that person. Is this someone that will make you feel better about yourself and make you grow, or is this someone that challenges you not to be your best? That's the first question you should answer in a relationship. In the science of relationships, if you're around a person and that person brings out things about yourself that you don't like, that's a person you should walk away from. I don't care how good the coochie is. I don't care how pretty or how handsome that person is. If they don't bring out your best, it's best very quickly to walk away from that person. Mm. If that person makes you laugh and challenges your mind and makes you feel good when you get off the phone with them or walk away from them, that's a person you should pursue. I, I think the next observation about yourself is if your family likes that person, that should only be a small part of why you picked them. Because your family's not going to marry that person, your family's not going to date them, your family's not going to pay your bills for the most part. That decision is going to be based on you. So if you have a feeling for a person, first of all, examine who that person is inside your heart. If you if you can feel safe telling that person some intimate um, realities about yourself and then that person gives you a response that helps you feel good about what happened, then that's a person to consider pursuing. A person not to pursue is someone that, criticizes you or challenges you in a way that makes you feel that you're somewhat less than because they don't approve of decisions you've made. Now, nobody's perfect. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses when it comes to relationships. But if a person isn't someone that helps you feel better about your life in a consistent way, then that's not a soulmate. That's not someone that you should pursue. And in the end, it's going to be someone that's going to be at the back of your Rolodex.
4: Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Um, I want to get partially into some of what you're going to be speaking about in Atlanta and the subject that you have right now and sharing uh kathy talked about creating naughtties with sexual energy um and spiritual cleansing um Can you briefly talk about um when Because to me, when you said, hey, check out their background, see what they're doing, and what little bit of information I have about spirit attachments. Um, By the way, everybody, Doc is his first, well, not his first book, but his next book, The First Darkness. Please support, support, support. I read the first twelve chapters. He's got my mouth watering. I love your style because not only were you telling the story and telling parts of your life, but you were also telling about certain conditions of the planets about i don't I'm not going to use the word attack, but I will say high number of uh walk-ins, Dr. York used to call them walk-ins, when people have psychic breakdowns, you know, and, and they're not practicing psychic self-defense, as uh, Senyata calls it, these entities, these disembodies walk into them to, you know what I'm saying, to do their will or do their bidding. And um, I was talking to Tigo, and he was talking about the number of spiritual attachments that sometimes we have um, on our bodies. About how many spiritual attachments um, would a person on the norm or through your research, who has not had a spiritual cleansing, about, um, can you give us the average number of maybe spirits that are already attached to people?
5: Somewhere between tw- 10 and 20 for most people. Very seldom do you see a person having fewer than four or five. For the most part, it's around 10 or 20.
4: Ah, uh, um. I also heard you in a conversation. A young lady on a show said sometimes she just felt like she just felt like giving up and just taking her life, and she didn't even sound remorse about it. And you said you looked at her soul and felt that she had a a very heavy load of entities pulling on her. Would that be more than twenty?
5: That would probably somewhere more like sixty to eighty. The the heavier the spirit load a person carries the more they tend to want to go into the astral world and be with them that means killing yourself
4: uh are there some other signs to look out for outside of suicidal thoughts that may say that hey um i've got certain habits that may be attached to spirit attachments or yes do or can we relate some of our what we may say quote unquote bad habits to spiritual attachments
5: well I would say that a lot of the things that we call bad habits with addictions and illness are related to spirits. Anybody that drinks a lot is not just drinking for themselves. They're drinking because there are spirits attached with two of them that like alcohol. Anybody that does a lot of drugs has uh, drug-addicted spirits attached to them. Anybody that has um, compulsive behavior, that's because spirits like the energy of the compulsion, and they're pushing the person to do it. There are others, there are people, for instance, who uh, are overly uh, stimulated uh, by sex, for instance. That's because they have spirits who want to get their rocks off through the person's sexual activities. So there are just a number of things that a person has that they can be attached to that um, is related to that. Most of the major illnesses we that affect mankind can be traced back to to spirits. For instance, uh, high blood pressure. Spirits like to attract, uh, attach to hollow spaces in the body. They like to attach to large blood vessels in the heart. As we get older, we tend to get a load of spiritual entities that attach to the body. If you release the spirits, person, a person's blood pressure will go down because that those entities cause a lot of tension in the body. Well, that tension is not just because of the stress in their lives. The stress is there as a contributing factor, true, but they have spiritual entities that are making their lives
4: difficult. Then they're not even dealing with. In a in a show, you I, I think it may have been in that same show you said that you had done a lot of research, um, um, with Procter and Gamble about um air or oxygen. Can you talk about how the science of qigong's or any breath work is valuable in? regulating the body to maybe um, help ward off some of these entities or strengthen your auric field?
5: There are a number. I mean, there are really hundreds of different types of breath work that can strengthen your auric field, that can improve your body's ability to take in oxygen from the environment. There's even a, a breath technique called the primordial breath, wherein you can learn to take oxygen into your intestines and hold air in your intestinal cavity so that you only have to breathe once or twice an hour. And with the primordial breath, you can flush out a lot of entities from your system. You don't have to eat as often. You don't have to sleep as often. And your body will nourish itself from the energy of the universe itself by taking in oxygen through the intestinal wall. So that's a a, a rare type of breath work, but it's called the primordial breath.
4: I have um I have a friend and I'm gonna ask a question. He didn't he didn't say ask this question but I want you to explain it um because when people ask me about this I get riled up and I and and my street side comes up. But you were on a call with Doctor Palau and someone was talking about um initiation and um I was letting someone listen to a recording of um uh, one of your shows and someone was asking you about a technique and you said, I've heard it can be done. You didn't say that you had done it or that you hadn't done it. And so the person who was sitting there with me says, man, he didn't answer the question, man. The dude asked him a question. He should answer the question. I said, man, he can have all kinds of irresponsible people listening. I said, that's why it's important that you go through an initiation and have a teacher you know, but some some people walk around and say, "Hey, man, I should just be able to just to walk up to Dr. Gibson and say, "Hey, give me three or four words of power on how to get crazy rich right now. What do you say to those people? no, 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 what do you say to the- to, just to the ideal and the need of initiation, and why it's important that certain things be handed down as in the Egyptians used to say from from mouth to ear from cheek to cheek
5: well." It it takes a certain amount of spiritual um, maturity for a person to be able to accept an initiation. And the universe has a say in who gets words of power and how they're used and the results that they get. So if a person has a certain demand about which words they get and what they're going to do with them, there are beings who are much more evolved and much higher up the evolutionary scale than myself that uh, say to that person or say when that person petitions for these effects, you're not ready, or you are ready. A person has to be let's say sanctioned to use those type of words and they have to be sanctioned to be ready to be, even meet a master when a person makes those demands, it means that they're spiritually immature, and they may make it more difficult for themselves to come in contact with a master and that's just how it is. You have to be mature, and more than anything, you have to be humble person mm. not humble.
4: Okay, I want to move now with that because we can. I I I want to be very mindful of your time. Uh, I think we got everybody over on the other end. I think we don't have any more big batters coming up. Um, I wanted to touch on astrology, but I wanted to talk about the subject of money. Um, and a lot of people having a, um, myself included. I used to carry around a big. Poverty consciousness oh if i 'm righteous, I cannot have money if i 'm rich i 'm in the illuminati I must be on the take uh yada 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 and um some people say, well why is why must I pay for these particular things and then you got to explain to him money is energy and yada 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 yada. Can you give me a little uh background on the where did that come from first? Where did that prosperity consciousness come from? I know the breeding it comes from, but I also saw that you had done some astrological studies with Pluto and Jupiter, and you have a CD that emits those tones. So can you kind of put that in a nutshell if you can feel where I'm going?
5: There is a, a very prevalent philosophy about the energy of money, and part of that has to do with how people have been controlled by certain forces in our world That make you think a certain way about money. Most of the money, over 97% of the money in this world, is in one percent of the hands. And it used to be that it was illegal for the average person to carry money. It used to be that if you had wealth, it had to be stored or hidden away because there were people who were in in power that would come into your home and take it. The same was true of slaves. Slaves weren't really allowed to have money. They weren't really allowed to have bank accounts. They weren't really allowed to save. And during many periods in human history, the average person was not allowed to store large sums of money because they felt that if you could store money, you could buy an army and overthrow the nobility. So we developed a lot of defensive structures around that, those realities. We said, well, money must be bad or you don't need it. And we developed ways of just accepting the inequities or the uh, The problems with those philosophies We accepted the fact that we were being abused By the powers that be And now that's been going on for so long A lot of people still believe that way They still believe, well, this is a bad world And you should really only have enough just to get by And if you have more than that You must be doing something wrong Those philosophies, those ways of thinking Come from the times when mankind Only shared wealth with a very small amount Well, those times have changed But Still, only a very few people have more than a few thousand dollars in the bank account in their bank account. Most people in the world, the average person on this planet lives on less than five hundred dollars a year u s money in the u s We are the wealthiest country in the world where the average person in this country lives on thirty thousand dollars a year. but we also have more billionaires and millionaires in this country than any other country in the world, so that ninety percent of the world's wealth Is concentrated in this one country. I found that a lot of the people that have a lot of that wealth do have certain planetary alignments that help make it easier for them to take advantage of that wealth, in particular Jupiter-Pluto parallel or Sun in high declination uh, or Jupiter-Sun conjunction. And those are energies that you see over and over and over in people who are wealthy or have created wealth and what I find to be true is that you can supplement those energies in your chart, just like taking a vitamin or a medicine for a condition. Poverty consciousness is a type of illness, and that type of illness can be treated.
4: Wow. Any quick tip for poverty consciousness before I let you go, Doc?
5: I think the best thing to treat poverty consciousness is a thing that I often like to give. Take a ginger root, grind it up, mix it with some fresh honey, and take a pinch of that every day. It helps to destroy that gene.
4: Can we drink that in a tea? Because my mother makes that like every day, like it's on the stove right now. Can we drink it in a tea?
5: See, I would just take a pinch of the raw ginger and honey together.
4: A pinch of the raw ginger and honey every day. Whew. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Doc. Um, we Do you have any other announcements other than we're going to be doing it real big down in Atlanta on March the 3rd and the 4th? You're going to be speaking on Saturday. Dr. Deborah Blair is going to be there on Sunday. Even little old Kyeda, the rookie is getting ready to come in there and do a little something on Sunday. Um, you got any other announcements pertaining to that or anything else you got going on right now?
5: Uh, for right now, just go to our website at www.tybro.com. And look at our upcoming events, and you'll see that we have a whole slew of things coming up, including a new word of word, of, I mean, body of power or body of light seminar. We have a seminar coming up in Atlanta. Just a lot of stuff. Take, do yourself a favor and take a look at that page, our upcoming events.
4: Exactly, exactly. I want to honor um, Senyata and just ask him real quick before you leave. Senyata, do you have any comments or questions for Doc before I let him go, and we turn it over to the second hour.
1: He said everything I tried to say. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, he did.
4: <laughs> oh no, Senya! You're not getting off that easy, Doctor Gibson. Senya tried to get off easy and say, "Well, Doctor Gibson already said it." So, Caius, what you gonna ask me? We're getting ready to talk about he had a, kundalini, a cosmic kundalini meditation workshop in Fort Lauderdale last weekend, and I want to talk to him about that and uh, some and some other good juices. So, uh, but I definitely appreciate you for coming on, uh, giving me this time, and um, all is well on my end, brother. All is well.
5: Thank you so much for having me, and I look
4: forward to seeing you in Atlanta. Absolutely. Oh, well, no, I, you're going to see me right before then. I'm going to see you next Thursday.
5: Okay. All right, we'll have a chat then.
4: All right, I might even come up and make smoothies. Take care, Take care then. All right, thank you, Dr. Gibson. Bye. Whoo! i got to give him a round of applause On y'all to hold on for a second. That
3: looks heavy. <laughs>
4: Now, Senyata, a lot of times people say, well, man, y'all just must be, just like, just teaching all the time, every time y'all just get uh, together or something, but people don't know. Sometimes, man, you get around and, you know, uh, have conversations about other great teachers. Can you give me some um, some comments or some feedback other than he said it all on uh, what you heard from the brother today?
1: Well, basically, um... At the level of where he's coming from, he's absolutely correct Um, in everything he said.
4: Um, Mm. I I do remember one of those particular... I'm sorry, go ahead, Senyata.
1: I I, I normally don't deal at that level because I'm looking for people that's really on the spiritual path that I work with Mm. And, and, and people who are ready really to go into what they call the ascension process. And so that that's really my focus. But
4: What's the process called again?
1: Ascension process.
4: Ascension process. Mmm. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I do remember, I can recall many a day we would be uh now hindsight being twenty twenty, I can look back and um see that um we may have been testing your patience because we wanted to deal with some other things outside of ascension and you were trying to trying to make sure we got the the cream or the you know, the cream on the top and maybe right. we want to uh go through and deal with some other things and um absolutely. But I really think that a lot of work that Doctor Gibson is doing is going to help prepare some people for their ascension. What do you think?
1: Absolutely, I know that. There's no doubt about that.
4: mm, mm-hmm. But he's a he's a much more considerably younger man than you are too. So it's good that um you know that you know uh, teamwork makes the dream work. I say. Oh yes. All right. Um, now some of the people on the line who are still on the line know who Senyata Saraswati is, and some may have came just to check out Dr. Uh, Doctor Gibson's part. Um, we are getting right, right now on the line. We have uh, my teacher for the last 12 years, um I could just put a lot of accolades out there and paperwork and all that. But one thing I would say is the brother's so humble, I don't feel right about just dropping all of his bio. Just type his name in Google. He'll pop up. But I do say at all times with no reserve, the Jewel in the Lotus, the third edition, is a must-have. It's a must-have. Um, his website is ShenDao, S H E N T A O. Energy, I-N-N-E-R-G-Y Arts, ShendowEnergyArts.com. There's a lot more information on that because I really want to get into um, sharing with Senyata tonight and let him uh, bring in some other what I feel is necessary information that a lot of us – could could do well by listening to a person who has uh, lived a lot of la- life on the planet earth. I call them laps around the sun. I don't even call them years anymore. If a person is a considerably older than you and considered a wise person, they've seen some things on their laps around the sun and it will do you wise to sometimes be quiet and listen. And um, I have learned a great many things. I still talk a lot but um, there have been a lot of times where I have been quiet to listen to what uh, Grandmaster Senyata has told me, or Dr. Gibson has told me, so I can apply it in my life. And that's one of the reasons, the major reasons, why I wanted to have both of them on the show tonight. Um, Senyata, I'm, we're going to start right there. We're going to kind of continue um, when uh, he was talking about preserving uh, the sex, the links between sexual intercourse. And you often have told us in relationships when you get with a woman, you wait 30 days before you all have sex um, to to check out maybe the – you tell me what is the rationale behind that or what is your particular personal reasoning in your lifetime of why you consider that practice to be a good practice for yourself and others.
1: Well – Number one, it, it creates a personal mag- magnetism between you and your and your mate, and it also activates the charisma, the natural charisma that we all have, and we just haven't cultivated it because we rush into a relationship. And uh, as I said before, in our class, when I lived in North Carolina, you never make love to a woman unless you decide to marry her. Hmm. Because if that's not fair
4: It's not going to work So a lot of the friction sex That's going on in the world Has been going on for thousands of years How do we sometimes differentiate Between just those desires of friction sex And um, actually having intercourse with another person
1: Well, I answered that a minute ago. It's got to be love. Mm. The Animalistic sex. And we're supposed to be the highest species on the planet now. And so that's got to be transformed. I'm not saying that don't have friction sex because there's a time for everything. But the friction sex basically is just to stimulate the kundalini energy. And most people don't realize
4: that. Mm, for 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 some of those who may be, because you know my show is a kids, adult, grandparent show. For those who um, may not um, fully have a comprehension of the word kundalini, because you tell us all the time people are writing all these books about kundalini to make money. Um, can you give us a actual tangible? definition of kundalini.
1: Kundalini is your basic is your basic life force in the body. And what it does once it's activated, it opens up the whole creative process within your whole total being. A in lot of the- people think kundalini is a, a mystical energy and all of that and that's just not true it's your natural birthright keep that energy as I say keep your motor running and there are various processes and techniques to keep the motor running but first it's got to be initiated to start the engine and that's where I come in show
3: people Mm, how to start
4: the the initiation yes do you think because psh, there are people out here who say, oh, I can read this book and I can watch these YouTube videos and I'm getting ready to raise my kundalini and I don't have to go through all that stuff. If you're going through, Kair. I'm not getting no teacher. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to raise my, but they're always talking about I'm trying to raise my kundalini. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to do all that. Are you saying that the videos, the books, and changing their diet, if they don't have a teacher, if they're not going through the initiation, that the kundalini is going to remain dormant?
1: Yes, it will. <laughs> they have to have that initial spark initiated in their system.
4: Mm. And and I'm asking this for the, you know, what I'm saying for the neophytes. Are there any exceptions? Are there any exceptions to that rule? Somebody, oh, well, not me. I don't need to get that spark. I can just do it myself.
1: They're fooling themselves.
4: Mm. And make many tricks. we've seen that through uh psychedelic drugs. I know you came through the 60s and the 70s, you were a younger man then, I was just a pup. Um about people trying to use psychedelic drugs then and they're still trying to do it now to get to this place Boy. called Nirvana. And to me, I keep I say this it's a uh, they're trying to shortcut the path. Uh what do you have to say about the use of these psychedelic drugs and um people trying to find these particular shortcuts.
1: Never works. Whew. Never works. I don't care what drug it is because that's an artificial stimulation. And if if, if if you get your connolly activated through initiation, that's the biggest high you'll ever get in the world.
4: <laughs>
1: and you know I'm talking about the cosmic over breath.
4: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't smoke a ton of weed, and I ain't never had nothing like the cobra breath ever. I don't drink a lot of liquor too. I'm not necessarily a drinker, but I've been in particular altered states from 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 external sources, and me particularly, I bear witness that I haven't had anything um, close to the cobra breath, and that's for, for me. That's my caviar, and and, and I have the proof. Like Dr. York used to say, evidence, experience, and reason. Like it doesn't take me more than three to five minutes to start having proof that that, right. that, that cobra breath is actually working. Um, Dr. Gibson talked about a little bit about tonight about people even having the right to see a person who can initiate them with this cobra breath or with whatever, because cause, cause even in the uh, Jewel and the Lotus, and you told us many times, all ancient civilizations have had some type of breath doc talked about the primordial breath and um um which i suspect may be a similar technique but um, oh man i'm just my mind just blanked out on me on that question i think i was going to say something about um oh being worthy Being worthy to be somewhere To get an initiation um, Is there some type of Is is that your karma That you're going through In your own particular lifetime now Or your dharma You know that if you do get to a spiritual teacher Who can, who can um, initiate you Or if you don't get to a teacher Or let's say you knew it was a teacher And somebody was like Yeah I know he's doing these, these initiations um, on this certain day, but I can't get there. Can we do it over the telephone? Can I? Can you? Can, can we do it on Skype? Can we telecom Can we, can we teleconference it? Uh, what about the worthiness of actually getting to a person who can initiate?
1: Well, number one. Well, I'll just speak from my experience. Um. When people come to me for initiation,
6: they're scanned first, number
1: one. I check out their auric field, I check out their electromagnetic field, and I check out their heart. And if I see any discrepancy in any of those three fields, I will not initiate them. mm So that, that, that's the primary essence, honesty, inwardly and outwardly. Mm. Because... Mm.
4: And the word that came in my head, on your behalf, is integrity. It takes a person of high integrity to say, "Well, look, I'm gonna pass you a couple hundred dollars. I'm gonna give you a couple thousand dollars to get an initiation, because I really wanna have, I wanna really wanna have this experience and wanna have this great sex." What do you say to those people?
1: I don't say anything.
4: <laughs>
1: Excuse myself and walk away. <laughs>
4: gracefully bow out gracefully absolutely absolutely not not responding sometimes is the best response
6: yeah
4: wow okay so last last weekend you had a cosmic kundalini meditation workshop in uh fort lauderdale florida how was that
1: oh it was wonderful um I guess there was thousands of people there. And uh, and the ones that attended the workshop, I gave them a, a couple of techniques just for them to the actually experience the Kundalini mm-hmm. properly before I taught them how to move it up in the spine and into the brain.
3: Hmm. So, hmm.
4: It was a real fantastic experience for people. Wow. What, did you get some 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 big wide eyed experiences from people after it was over?
1: I couldn't go home for hours, man. I was I was inundated by people.
4: Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, how long have you been practicing that particular meditation yourself, and how long have you been wanting to, and why now? You know, is that something that you normally teach? You know, why why have you chosen now? I guess that's the second part of the question. How long have you been doing that meditation? If you want to answer that, but then why now? You could have done a hundred different techniques that you could have brought and taught at that particular seminar, but why now did sanyata Saraswati decide that it's time for me to teach this particular meditation?
1: Okay. Well, the part one of, of the question is that I've been working on this for many, many years after my initial Kunavini experience, and uh, and that's why I studied Taoism, Tibetan Buddhism, to put the pieces together along with Kriya Yoga, and I've found that if you learn how to combine them in the right sequence of waiting 33 years for kundalini to activate because we've got 33 vertebrae in the spine, and that's how long it takes for them to activate. And once I found the right key, which I was giving a lot of my information to Ji, that uh, I combined it in a way where a person can experience the kundalini in full experience in 30 days.
3: Hmm. And that's
1: what I'm now because... Time is right.
4: <laughs> That's the short answer. The time is right.
1: Time is right. Wow.
4: The time is you right. See,
1: you see, a lot of people still think we're in Kali Yuga, the age of fire and destruction, but that cycle has passed. We're in Satya Yuga, the golden age of enlightenment. It's time to bring forth all this information. I call it the alpha millennium, the new beginning. And at this day and age, it is the new beginning for anybody that's consciously on the spiritual path. So that's why I'm offering it now.
4: No time like the present, right? Right. With that in mind, one of your favorite phrases is, awareness is the key. Awareness how important is it that we be aware of the times right now and activating kundalini? Or just being aware first, because I think being aware, you know, if you're not aware and you're trying to just do something with kundalini, that's like a child playing with a 44 Magnum. So, can you just talk well, about that importance of awareness? I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, number one, a person has to be aware to even want to activate Kundalini or any of the spiritual gifts. And that's the awareness I'm talking about. Everybody's talking about higher states of consciousness and levels of of higher states of consciousness. Consciousness is already expanded at its highest level. But awareness hasn't. And so you have to give processes to make to help people become aware, and you start with the subtle energies until it becomes gross energy, and that takes time. My last student here, here it took him thirty-two days.
4: Now is the is the cosmic. Kundalini meditation Similar Or nothing like The cosmic cobra breath Because some people may say Hey I can just get this right here And it's the same as that
1: No it's not the same The reason it's not the same Because in the cosmic cobra breath As you know we're activating The energy from the spine Up into the crown and in this process that um, I'm working with now, you started solar plexus, monopurial chakra, because that's the home of kundalini. And you raise it up into the heart, because the heart chakra is a transformational point, and this is where all your gifts come from. Not in the brain. That's an adolescent dream. Everybody wants to get high up in their brain. But the truth is now what I've experienced is that you bring it up into the heart and then express it out in, in the universe. And, and and then you make that real connection with people. You got to come from the heart, not from the brain, your mind, or any of that. And the kundalini has to be generated in what we call a dumo fire, right, in the chakra. And then it drops down into the sex center. And this is where the soul is, it resides in the sex genitals. And I've just started expressing that to a lot of people and it's kind of shocking to most people because they see the soul as an abstract principle. And um but it's not and it's what the way I've experienced that the soul does reside in the genitals. Now, how to access that. You have to work with kundalini energy.
4: Now, that's <laughs> now that's big. That's big about the soul residing in the genitals and kundalini residing in the solar plexus. Now, yeah, do you know how many books on the shelves?
3: I know. I know. Or, <laughs> or,
4: or, or e-books or people's persona? You know, that yep. that you just just shook up. I mean, in, in the chat room. Right. I want to, like, if y'all heard what he said anybody. about. Say that again, Senyata.
1: See, I'm not trying to shake up anybody. Uh, most people that write these books are still living in the Piscean Age consciousness. And we have gone past Piscean Age technology. And this is the new technology for now. It's the same processes and techniques done in a systematic manner and explained in a way that people can get it. Instead of a lot of mystical terms and a lot of hocus pocus h- h- involved in it. It's a straight <laughs> scientific process. And if a person practices, they get it. Not something you can think about or read about, you gotta do it. And it takes 14 minutes a day. Mm. <sighs> but, but as I said, the initiation is. It, 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 you, you got to have the initiation to, to jump start the battery. No matter how much sexual juice you think you have now, it's going to triple if you get the initiation.
4: Wow. What do you what do you say to, and this is I prevalent because you don't you don't get out as much as I do and you don't hear as much as you're not on the internet like me. There's a big thing around now that a lot of women are not having orgasms and that's what they're chasing. Oh, I want to have this lovely orgasm. I want to have this big long orgasm that I thought so and so had. I want to do this, and then on the other side you got the men saying, oh. What do I gotta do to make my woman have this big orgasm? It'll make me seem like I'm the man uh, can you speak on Can you speak on that for me?
1: Yes, I can which a lot of you won't agree with me, but sex without love is damaging. Wow, remember years ago, I told you in class, take lust out of love, because if it's a lust animalistic state of being, that's all you're going to receive, that's why I kept telling you people years and years ago, friction, sex leads nowhere, it's just a stimulation, and the orgasm happens in the heart anyway. It doesn't happen in the genitals. Mm. So, the basic element of love is very, very, it's the most important factor.
4: Oh, let's talk about let's talk about self love right now. Self love because a lot of people are looking for well, I want to see my soulmate so they can complete me, or I'm looking for this other person who really really needs to love me, but they really want somebody who can because misery loves company. What do you have to? Uh, how important is it, Senyata, in this practice to to love yourself and appreciate that? You know, because I now understand even deeper, take the lust out of love, because if I got lust in love, I can say, oh, this person is cheating on me because I own your vagina or I own your penis, and you're letting somebody else share that, and I got the whole value of this relationship down there in between your legs and my legs. What about, what says, Senyata, about really needing to love yourself, you know, and 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 what part does honesty from the four virtues, honesty to myself and others at all times, what part does that play in self-love?
1: Well, self-love, again, is the most important factor. Uh, if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else, period. And a technique that I try to um, share with people it's look in a mirror every day, and see, I love you, I love you, I love you for half an hour, and it's gonna reprogram your brain and and this reprogramming it starts to open up all 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 the psychic nerves in the body, so you can feel alive so you can exude that energy of love inwardly and outwardly to attract the ideal mate. very simple mm. process. but very few
4: people do it. Is it because we watch too much TV? Is it because we don't have the programming? Is it because we don't have the discipline? That's my thing is I find a lot of people don't want to come to class because of the discipline it takes to do this work. I remember one day we were doing an event and um, we were doing a demonstration, and everybody from Shindal, we were going to do the white crane, and everybody was watching us. And I was like, ooh, Senyata! hopefully we'll get some more students. You know, they'll see what we're doing, and they'll want to come do what we're doing. And you looked at me and said, one out of a 1,000, brother, one out of a 1,000. Is that still true, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or has that number came down some?
1: It, it depends on the location of where you're teaching. I found that uh, I got most of my students when I lived in California, then Las Vegas, Uh, and then Sedona. And now in Florida, I, I get a lot of students. But in the Midwest, very few people are aware or want to be aware of the opportunity to experience some of the
4: things that we're talking about. And you were yes, in North I'll, Carolina for quite a few years. Yes, I know. The Bible Belt, buddy, where the Ku Klux Klan don't play no games. Uh, you told me one time. You said you said Greensboro's about five years behind the rest of the world in these particular teachings. Has yeah, that yeah. has that? Has that distance changed any or has it got wider?
1: No, it's changed. It's changed. I see a lot of growth in the South now. Mm. I believe I'm down here in the South, Florida.
4: Mm. <laughs> Our, your. I'm going to say a statement and I want you to make a comment on it. The only difference between a student and the master is practice. Yes. Your thoughts and comments on that?
1: You answered it. <laughs> it's You don't practice. you never reach the state of what they call mastership. It's not about reading and studying. It's about actually doing the work. You start from your physical level, your emotional level, and your mental level. And you have to combine all three of those elements together and do it every day.
4: You call them, you used to call them, and you probably still do, the people, the top heavies, the eggheads. All in our yeah. brains trying to just figure it out, all the schematics, but never get into our bodies. I right. was in, um,
1: go ahead, I'm sorry. You have to get in your body first. That's the starting place. You have to activate the energies in your body. And that's going to supercharge the emotional energy in your body. And then you finally go to the brain. Does that include Tantra as well? That includes everything on the spiritual path.
4: Mm. Mm. Mmm.
1: Mmm. Because a lot of people... I'm sorry, go ahead. Tantra starts from the body.
4: Can you talk a little bit about Tantra... As a, as a lifestyle, as a spiritual lifestyle, versus what people focus in on first, the, the newbies who come into Tantra, it's all into the sexual side. Oh, the sex, Tantric sex. I'm interested in, I've had people call me like, oh, I've, I've looked at three or four teachers and, you know, I'm interested in learning Tantric sex. Um, can you talk about debunking that? Um, b- between the tantric lifestyle, actually living it day to day. Like, you, I tell people all the time, I'm practicing tantra while I'm sitting on the phone. So y'all was practicing tantra, now His lifestyle. He's not having sex or, or intercourse or anything like that. Can you talk about the lifestyle versus the actual sexual tantra for a second, please? Tantra is
1: equated to freedom. In all your actions, all the beings, all the fibers of your body, mind, and spirit. Sexual intercourse plays very, very little. You can put the sexuality and chantra in a thumb, a thimble. But the lifestyle allows you to expand your sexual energy in such a way that, uh, Uh, how can I say this where it makes sense to anybody? You disappear into the universe. Mm. And that's the only reason you use sexuality in consciousness. It's it's not to get an orgasm or a super orgasm, none of that. It's a melting process. And when I say melting, you're melting your personality ego. It's got to get out the way before you can have a real contract sexual experience. So you can learn all the techniques in the world, and all these books and everything, but if you don't dissolve your ego, nothing happens.
4: Mm. that's what Osho was talking about when he said egolessness. You got it. Whew. So a lot of these, so a lot of these issues that we have in our trauma drama, and even in our physical states or our financial states is self-created because of yes, swollen egos?
1: Yes, it is. Mm. Yes, it is.
4: How does one...
1: When I say ego, I'm not debasing ego. I should have said wrong uh, perception. The wrong view, as the Buddhist would say. Because our views are very limited, dealing with the five senses. So you have to take those five senses in tantra and go beyond the five senses so you have a clear cut on a view.
4: Hmm. When you talk about the importance of intent, when you come onto the tantric path, because I'm going to stop using the word tantric practices, I'm going to start saying the tantric path, because that's what I, say, I teach now is the tantric lifestyle, how to be free and happy and, and dust off your shoulders, you know, and stay malleable while we you know, and enjoy the time that you down here. And 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 not live and all and not live amongst all of this misery. You know, I may be here and have to follow the rules of Caesar, but I don't have to be miserable, you know. For me that's for me that's the that's the joy in the Tantra. And if I have sex, that's cool. If I don't, that's cool too, you know. Right. But me me being able to live with myself You know, because most people have those private conversations when they're on the toilet, you know, and I ain't going to be in there trying to commit suicide while I'm in the bathroom or having those kind of thoughts. I want to be loving myself all the time. So can you talk about the intent for just a second of coming onto this particular path and um, what is is in your eye or in your experience proper intent when coming down the spiritual path?
1: The intent, my friend, is love. If that's not an equation, you can't have intent. Mm. You can have wishful thinking about intent. Intent implies that you're making a decision about something and following it through. But again, as I said, in in our classes, if you don't have tremendous amounts of sexual energy... You can't have an intent anyway. Woo but the wheel is weak. So you have to have the juice to have intention. And Let's have, talk
4: about that for a second. Getting the juice, having the sexual energy to meditate. I right. in 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 the piece I played that um that Mantis had um Mantis had made a piece for us. You know how Mantis, he'll take you and hook you over to music. And you said, it's there. You just got to cultivate it. And having that discipline, you know, um, you said that I think one time... You're not going to get any money if you don't have sexual energy. You're not going to get nothing done if you don't have the juice, the sexual energy. And then Dr. Gibson just talked about just having sexual energy and the ability to astro project.
1: That's your life force, my friends.
4: Hmm. Let me see if I can get some... Let me see if I can get a little assistance on here. I got I got a surprise. Oh, he fell off the line. Hold on. Let me see if he fell off the line or not. I got, a, I got a surprise. I want to open the lines up um, to get a couple questions in here. I know people are looking at me like, hey, man, are you going to let us... Are you going to let us get in here and get some of this? Let me see. Um, hold on. I want to be real, real select for right here. See if I can... Um, Pull up a surprise for you uh, Mic check, mic check 336-624 Your mic is live Can I get your name and where you calling from?
6: Namaskar This is Scotty Carl from Fayetteville, North Carolina Well hi, Scotty <laughs> <it. laughs> Hey, Sunyata. How you doing? Doing pretty good I want to say um, Thank you for teaching I remember the first time we met I didn't know who you were. You just looked at me and said, you must be Scotty. I said, that got to be Sunyata." I had no idea what you looked like or anything. But the statement that I had was well, not really a question at this particular time that I guess I got from practicing what you gave us to practice was, if you practice what's practical, the impossible becomes second
4: nature. Ooh, shit. Say it. I dare you to say it again. I dare you.
6: Practice what's practical And the impossible becomes second nature. Absolutely true.
4: I want to ask the caller. I want to ask Sifu to expound on that and how that's been in your life. You know what I'm saying? Can you expound on that a little bit for us?
6: Well, in my life, I had to find the discipline to do the practice every day. It, you know, motivate myself to do the practice and not expect miraculous results, but just take it day by day and take it like the Dallas, you don't, you walk your path. You you don't necessarily run it, have to be Jesse Owens or anybody. Just walk your path, or walk it every day. And as you are consistent in your practice, then you will see the results when you least expect it. And some results that you won't ever expect. They're like, thank you. Glad I had a teacher. Somebody loved me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and like they say in Buddhism, you got your, not necessarily saying I'm a Buddhist, but I agree with some of the tenets, where you have the Buddha, which is the teachings, you have the Dharma, which is your actions, or you practicing the teachings, and your Sangha, the right. people that you practice with.
4: The right. community. Hmm. <sighs> practicing what's practical, the impossible becoming second nature. That's Have you right. seen that in your life?
1: Absolutely.
4: Hmm. Is that a precept that could help humanity? Because that's what I we're think, here for, the teachers. I think
1: it's, time, I think it's time, time to bring that forward now. You know, the days of the lecture is over, number one. All the lecturing and and and, and doing workshops and all of that is good. But I found that when I do a workshop or a lecture or something, it might be 20% lecture and the rest is hands-on so they can Get an initial experience and take home and practice. So, just talking about something is dead information. It's not knowledge. Knowledge comes with doing the technique and practicing feeling in your body and mind. Then you get knowledge, not information. Information is dead. And that's how I approach it. Mm. And I thought now that. Uh, The simpler that I produce these uh, Processes and everything People get it almost instantaneously No exoteric jargons and all that anymore It's not necessary
6: We're
4: going to open the lines up 347-205-9089 347-205-9089 We got some people with their hands up Some people in the chat room getting ready to raise their hands up uh, Sifu Otter Thank you for the call Big brother Thank you for the support You know I love you
6: Love y'all too
4: I'm, uh, You ain't got to hang up I'm going to put you back on mute But if you want me to bring you back in Just press one Take it off And press one again I'll bring you back Alright Alright So You got time to talk to a few people Before we go We got about 18 sure. minutes Before 9 o'clock You mind Sure All righty. Let's see who we got here um, first caller has been holding on for about 36 minutes. Caller from the 340514, your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? All
6: right, my
7: name is Trusta. I'm calling from uh, St. Thomas.
4: St. Thomas of the Virgin Islands? Yes. Lovely, lovely, lovely. What's your name again? Trusta. Hey there, long time, no talk to.
7: Yeah, how are you? <laughs>
4: All is well. All is well. How you doing tonight?
7: I'm blessed. I was sitting as I was listening to um Mitra Gibson and and singing out. I was painting, you know, you know, and stuff. And um and I was sitting there and I had quite, you know, I said, well, man, it's it so much information. You know, it, it's like, well, you know, like where do you begin to, you know, get, you know, I, I'm on the path, of, you know, like I go on um Doctor Gibson's website. And it's like you, you. It's like you're a kid in a candy store. It's like, well, where do I begin? What do, do I get? But the first thing I down, definitely downloaded the Annabelle That I definitely downloaded that, and I listen to that when I go to sleep. And, and you know, and it's like, well, where do you begin? Because especially, you know, I don't know if anybody addresses this. It's like when you're a mother, especially when you're children. You know, when do you, you know, get the time? Because you know, to to sit down and you know to do even just to meditate, it's just you know like where do you go where do you, where do you do and how do you do it because it's so much you know it's like you know as a mother and I, and I'm not speaking for anybody but I'm speaking for myself you know as a mother you feel like you're being stretched every which way but loose and especially now you know you've got in 2012 I know there's changes going on I know there's energy within within me is is going on but it's like You know, it's like, ah, how do I do this? How do I change, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're
4: in a rush to, you know, let me get this right. Senyata, help us out. Well, I'm just feeling her energy at this moment.
3: Hmm.
1: Basically, I would say to anybody, and especially mothers, because their time elements is very, very limited due to kids and husband and everything. Uh, the key so far as time is meditation. And when I say meditation, I'm not talking about sitting down and closing your eyes and sitting in lotus position and all that. Your meditation could be going on 24-7, as you're walking, doing whatever you do, your know, cooking chores and everything, there's special processes that you can keep a meditation going on twenty four seven without uh disrupting your family life and your obligations to the family and their obligations to you. So uh, Oh, let me ask you this. How old are you?
7: Um, Forty.
1: Forty, okay. That's a very good age. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you write me at the com, I will send you some instructions for a meditation that you can do 24-7. And that's a okay. good way to get started.
7: How, how do you spell the down?
1: Yes. A- S-H-E-N-T-A-O energy. I-N-N-E-R-G-Y art. dot com. C-O-M. Okay.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: And I will put that in the mail for you.
7: Okay. Thank you.
1: Sure, I most certainly will. And I
7: think you'll have fun with it. Yeah, because you know, like I said, you know, you you hear, you know, all, you know, especially when you're, you know, you're, and that's why I say people that live stateside, you're so lucky because you know they they have so many, you know, not well, I know you say you're going on of lectures, but you know they have so many outlets and things, you know, things that they can go to centers to go to, and you know sit down and have instruction. But you know when you're kinda of out of the way, you know, you're just literally you're relegated to um podcasts, which is nothing wrong with it. it you know, it's a lifeline and in the books. And, you know, and uh you know, you just really wanna you know, you just you just don't want to really be uh left 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 behind energetically wise and, and you know and definitely, you know, you wanna, you know, t- try to teach your children the right way or keep them, you know, in, in you know, in the right balance, too, you know. So, I you know, I, I just, you know, like everybody, you know, like stateside is just so lucky. I'm like, man, you get to go to this lecture you do that? Wow, you guys are lucky, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll send that
1: meditation process for you to practice.
7: Okay, I, I appreciate
1: that. And you'll like it.
4: I'm I'm am I'm sure I will. I sure I will. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, Tress. You. I appreciate you calling in
7: tonight. Okay,
4: thank you. Thank you. Uh, that website, Shendau Energy Arts. I just put it in the in the chat room. W W W S H E N T A O I N N E R G Y Arts. Shandau Energy Arts. Uh Senyata also has a fan page on uh Facebook. Just type in Sanyata Saraswati S-U-N-Y-A-T-A S-A-R-A-S-W A T I. Um also um you can find one of his interviews through relaxation dot com. And when you get on relaxation the dot com, come up under the home that home tab and there's gonna be a tab that says my grandmaster's interview and there's information on how to get the book. There's information and links on um, some other shows that um, he did here on original native radio with me two years ago. When I first got started on the radio, I brought Sonata on first and, and we were talking about um, Tantra and the difference between Tantra and sex magic and things like that, a lot of the basis. So um, this question, this conversation tonight is kind of an evolved conversation of where I'm at, where Sonata's at. If y'all want to catch some of that old, the information um not nothing it's not still pertinent but you can go on that page my grandmaster's interview scroll down to the bottom you'll see those four links to those page to uh to those interviews as well as there's a link to a video interview that he has with Dr. Ju um on on the website too um, let me get to the next caller uh, caller from the one one one, your mic is open. I think this is uh, Giazzi N- uh Ngozi. Greetings, brother Uja. How are you doing, brother Uja? How are you doing this evening? I'm I'm well,
8: brother. This is Giassi Ngozi. Just wishing well. I was listening to the show, man. It's my first time listening in, and 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 it's great information, powerful information, which you and the brother are giving to people. Um, it's very beneficial. Um, I practice zazen. I'm a zazen practitioner in, um zazen Buddhism, and I deal with um, qigong and, and, and Tai Chi. I, I'm an instructor in Chicago, but the goal to uh, when I meant by energy, because you said, what do you mean by energy in a room? The goal is reaching nothing, you know, and I'm pretty right. sure you over, you know that. And and the goal is reaching nothing That nothingness is very important Because that's what we all are The subatomic level of all matter Once you go past the sub Which means below the atom And go past the photons And quarks and bosons And all those small subatomic particles All you see there really is vacuum energy And that's what you really are So the goal really to free yourself From the burden of agony and agony And the stresses of living Is really just not giving a damn about anything And just focusing big on brother, the breath I,
4: Big brother, I ain't cutting your wisdom I had to give you a round of applause Now, see, this oh. is how Hold on one second, y'all I know you can get... Re- Senor, did you have something to say? I, I just wanted to... I had to talk about the about the synchronicity of this event right here because he says it's his first show. He comes in talking about nothingness, and he teaches Qigong in Chicago. Now, watch this, brother. Senor's from Chicago, and that's what the word means. When he got his name from his teacher... I, I'm going to let to tell his story. Signora, can you... Sh- share with the brother the, the story of how you got your name.
1: Hello?
4: Senyata, so, yeah, I'm still here. Share with who? The brother who just came on, he says he teaches, he says he teaches Qigong in Chicago, and he said the goal is to arrive at nothingness. And I wanted you to share the story with him of how you got your name, Sunyata. Remember, everybody was getting a name, and then, and then your teacher gave you your name? Yes. Can you share that story with the brother and with the listening audience?
1: Sure, I can share it. Um, it happened in India when uh, I finished my conscious teacher training, and uh, everybody was getting a spiritual name but me. And I waited at the end of the line. And when I get up front, the guru gave me my name, Sunyata. And I I didn't know what it was, so I got a a Sanskrit dictionary and translated it. It means the ultimate nothingness. Mm. And uh, because the reason he gave it to me, because I thought I was a smart ass from Chicago, (laughs) Illinois. (laughs) And he wanted to break my ego.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. So he broke it like that by giving me the spiritual name. And then I went to Hong Kong, where I sat at Uchi Dao Temple, and they confirmed the name for me there, too. So that's how I got it, to actually go and disappear into the void. Yes, sir. The wool. And uh, as the gentleman was saying, all the atoms and uh, molecules and particles, it's all empty space, and in deep meditation, you experience that, and you experience it through your body, and a particular practice I did was ni an gong, a inner cultivation practice, and you really have an actual experience of the nothingness of your being, and so now I'm very proud of the name. In the beginning, I wasn't, because I had to break my ego down. But now I
4: understand the full uh, importance of it. Yes, sir. So, but I just want to say I really appreciate you for honoring spirit because that's what our our temple is Shindao Spirit Way. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, <laughs> dragon phoenix temple monastery to be exact so we definitely welcome you to the call tonight welcome you to the family and um definitely would love to uh build with you um uh after the show or tomorrow on a later date you know because law governs all events and there's no coincidence you know that you came in on here tonight and you know just just that whole, you know, you brought the you brought the younger Chicago flavor in. Are you, I, I don't think, well, you don't sound like you in your 70s. I don't know. You know what I no. mean?
8: I'm 26, brother. What did you just say? <laughs> I'm 26. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 85, beautiful. brother. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, uh, how who
1: did you study
8: in Chicago? Well, I was with the Tai Chi Society, um, 1922 oh. West Montrose. Yes, I know
1: where that is, or where yeah, it was.
8: I'm, yeah, I learned with them. I learned all 108 moves, and then I learned in Chinatown from Professor um, Jant Lee, and he was one of the brothers who taught me. He was from Hong Kong. He's a brother from Hong Kong, and he taught me. He's still alive, so I okay. learned the chi chi the there, um, and that's pretty much it. Now, zazen, I've been practicing zazen for a long time, and I'm learning that right now. And oh, Oak Park, I'm I'm one of the instructors out here in Oak Park, Illinois.
1: Okay, good, very good.
8: But
4: I got yeah, to tell oh. <laughs> you. I love my job. I love my job being a God servant, being obedient. It can't, You can't beat it. I get a raise whenever I need one. I eat when I'm ready to eat. I sleep. I love it. Ow! <laughs> i can give everybody a big round of applause on that one right there. Y'all put get, get your hands together. I love it when That's it starts sweet. falling together like that, senor. Oh, it's beautiful. Big Brother, you 26. Hey, yes, man, boy, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get I, I I didn't even get started until I was 30. I didn't even get started until I was 30. So, and what I tell everybody who's younger than me is if you got started before the age I did, you already ahead of me. You already don't worry about what I got. I and I'm 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 not talking about you. I'm talking about um practitioners who are at the age of eighteen, nineteen, twenty who wanna get started and say, Oh Lord, have mercy, it's such a long path yada yada yada. I said, Man, you already in front of me. You already in front of me. I had the whole ten years of chaos. Holding from twenty to thirty at thirty one. I had eleven years of chaos. I walked by I walked by Signata when I was twenty six. You know what I said I walked by him when I was 26. He had all the answers I needed, and I shook his hand, walked by him, and went and got my detox from my pro- uh, probation officer. I didn't see him again for five years. Mm-hmm. You, you know what's funny say that again, brother?
8: I was going to say, you know what's funny? I, I you know, I, I'm, I plan on, I want to go overseas like the brother did. I want to do what, what Master Senior did. Um, Sinyata did. I want, I would like to do what he did to go overseas and go to India and Hong Kong. But what's even deeper is that you have ten year old children overseas in Hong Kong and India and Nepal. You know where Gautama was from, that we know as Buddha. Oh, yeah. Ten years, nine years old. That's even more in right. tune, than, you know than 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 what you see. You know, twenty six. It's people that's nine, seven, six. That's in tune. and tapped into that to that aspect of the deeper being, that real self. You know. Because in the realm of nothingness, there really is no age. You know, brother, who I'm talking to right now is really me. It's only one self. It's only one self. You are me. You know, there is no better or worse. We're all one. We're all part of one collective consciousness. And I think that's what we should seek the oneness with universal consciousness, the I am, self so, as they say in Taoism, the self so, as it is self so. That's the only thing that's real.
4: Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all need to call in, 347-205-9089 to call. The stream in the line is getting ready to drop, so please call in. Stay on the line. I'm only going to keep sending y'all out about 15 more minutes, take a few more calls, a little more conversation. we got another big show. I'm promoting tonight for KTL, 347-205-9089. Please call in. Oh, hey, Brother Ngozi, man, I love you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for just coming in with that verification, man, because it makes me feel good because Senyana knows sometimes I will um, get – get upset because not enough people come into class or people ain't getting it or I'm looking at YouTube and I'm looking at the trending on Facebook or Twitter and nobody's talking about the breath. Even my own particular uh, background of research, the Nawabians and the Moors and the and, and the 5%ers, none of them is talking about the breath. And then I get so frustrated, i be on that slap somebody in their mouth. And then, then I come in here, brother like you, and you say, hey, man, I got it. And that's, and you my one in a thousand. You you are me, too. It's still only one self, but every now and then I need to see your particular reflection. I see other reflections of my past self. I look at some y'all and see reflections of my future self. But then sometimes I need to see a brother like you say, hey, bro. I got it. Keep on, you know what I'm saying. Keep popping your collar and keep on doing what you're doing. So, man, I applaud you for every for all the things that you have done in your particular work, man. And keep it popping, man. Keep it popping. We got we got another little 26 year old in our camp. We want to link you with him, a brother named Santos. So y'all would, because I'm with the youth, man. I'm with the youth. Teach the youth to teach the children to love instead of hate. That's my whole premise. I ain't with I ain't with nothing else. Don't never ever make me choose between you and a child. It's over for you. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Yes sir. And thank you, Master Signaka.
8: Thank y'all for allowing me to speak. Thank you. Senepti.
4: Uh, get my number. Write it down. Three four. Uh, uh, my fault. Three three six five eight seven twelve fifteen. Three three six five eight seven twelve fifteen. Connect with me sometime tomorrow. I'm going over to Know the Lead show after this. They got Malcolm X's grandson on tonight, so oh, I really wow. want to okay. hear some of what that brother's got to say. Forty four years later, after his um, you know, after his grandfather. Um, but I do want to take another call. See, y'all, we got two more callers on the line. Caller from the seven zero three. Your mic is wide open, seven zero three six seven seven. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
9: Um good night. Hi, this is Kimberly and I'm calling from North Virginia. How
4: are
5: you?
9: Hey there Kimberly. How you doing? oh my God, this show has been awesome tonight. I mean, it's really I'm really excited to be able to hear um both from um Dr. Gibson and Senyata But I also have a question for Senyata that I would just like to be able to address because I guess there's just um, a little bit of conflict um, even within myself as I um, am am a single woman on this path. And more often than not, I I don't find um, uh, the kind of mental stimulation that I need from a partner and I've somewhat chosen just to be abstinent, And then tonight you brought up how if we're in a relationship and it's not based on love, that it's useless. And then so I'm at this place where what kind of exercises or that a woman who would be in a position like myself, who's waiting for the right partner, what can I do to continue to help myself along this process of awakening?
1: Okay, I understand the question and that's a very good question. Um, I'll say from the Old Testament there was a statement was saying that water sees its own level and that's very true in all relationships. You have to vibrate with somebody that's on your frequency, your level of being. Right. Because if they aren't on your level you can't communicate, number one. And basically from a woman, you communicate from the heart. Communi- commun- communication with men comes from the brain. And so you got to find somebody that can blend the heart and the mind together. And, and it's not hard. You have to send out your energy to attract that type of energy to you. Hello?
9: I'm here. Yes. Okay, so, Hello. and what when, when you say send out the energy is one of my goals this year because I say I've been so wrapped up in what I consider this process of awakening, or uh, I've been really all over the place with my information, trying to um, decipher a good teacher, what's good, what's a good meditation. It's so many, I, what I'm learning is so much information out there that you can just get lost in the process. Could you give me some information um, as to uh, a person who I feel like this has been something that I've been going through now for about eight years but still feel a little uh lost in the process to a certain degree. I feel like I've obtained a lot of information. I know I'm a different person than I was seven years ago, but still needing to Find a teacher. How do you, how do a person determine who they should work with in order to clear negative behavior, negative patterns, and to begin to start to absorb more of the goal that is being manifested every day in terms of um, what we can do with our thoughts and creating a better life for ourselves?
1: Okay. So far as finding a teacher, you you have to tune into a teacher that tunes into you okay meaning from a heart level um, and teachers real teachers- are very rare here in the United States they're very rare and uh I would recommend for you and your partner a book that I wrote called um so the tantric waves of personal magnetism and and, and 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 charisma.
3: And so
9: would you say that that should be a book that I should begin to start reading as I as I'm, I'm sending out energy to attract a partner?
1: Yes, it does. It teaches you all all various processes and techniques to go through with yourself and with a partner. Okay. Okay. And you can uh, order it from my website. It's called Personal Magnetism and Charisma, the tantric way to personal magnetism and charisma.
4: He did Dr. Bomb on you, girl. That's a beast right there. That's a small one. A lot of people ain't got that one. It's small in page number, but it's heavy in content. <laughs>
9: Okay, thank you, Senyata. And, Senyata, will you be doing any traveling in terms of um, doing some workshops um, in the Washington, D.C. area?
1: Well, I'll be in New York in two weeks. Okay. Uh, It's at the whole life, uh, not the whole life, it's called the New Life Expo in New York City.
4: So and by that.
9: any chance um do you work with um single women in any of your practices
4: all the time I didn't understand
9: the question she
4: she said oh. do you work with she said do you work with single women in um in your practices I had't
1: done because I'm married.
4: No, I don't mean involved what I'm talking about like seminars where single women come to learn like instead of just a lot of people think you just do um uh, for couples, you know what I'm saying, but is it okay for single women to come to your workshop
1: absolutely absolutely,
4: and maybe your next question because she's 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 open she's working opening it on a healing facility in northern Virginia um is that something that you would be, you know what I'm saying, open to to doing a workshop in the D.C., Northern Virginia area?
1: Oh, absolutely.
4: Ding dong. Okay.
1: I've done a lot of workshops in uh, D.C. and Virginia.
9: Okay. So um, do I need to get in touch with your partner? Pardon? Right. Can I tell get... okay, yeah, I want to book him.
4: You hear that, Senora? She wants to. Um, do you want me to uh, let her get in contact with Amrita, or you want me to let her get in contact with you, or should she go through the website? Amrita, yeah. I okay. got you. I got you. I got thank all that information.
9: You very much. Okay. And I'll be getting that book.
4: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly.
9: Thank you. Good night. Oh, I'm gonna stay on. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Number did you seven. enjoy Doctor Gibson
4: um at the beginning of the call?
9: Yes. Hello?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to ask you, did you enjoy Dr. Gibson when um at the beginning I of the call? Dr.
9: Gibson actually gonna be working with him this week um with some um some of his work that he does. So I'm really looking forward to um the results. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. You got some good stuff going on there. Thank you, sweetheart.
9: Yes, he does. Thanks.
4: All right, peace. Okay, one more call Senyata. Uh, caller from the 850, Shanna, calling out there in Arizona. Your mic is open.
0: Hi, Kair.
4: How you doing?
0: I'm good. Kimberly asked a lot of the same questions that I was wanting to ask. Um, but I know that um, Kenyatta has some connections out here in the Phoenix area and the Arizona area. So I wanted to know if you had any recommendations um, for Facilities Or teachers that he might uh, Recommend for somebody That's looking to go into The tantric arts um, And any particular Advice for females Looking to go into Tantric healing work
1: In Arizona
0: Yeah I'm in Phoenix uh,
1: You're in Phoenix Yep Unfortunately uh, I don't know. I don't know anybody in Phoenix anymore, because I, I, I was based in Sedona when I lived there, and that's where I used to teach. Uh, mm-hmm. But so far as anybody in Phoenix, I don't know anybody. Well, who do you know
0: in Sedona?
1: Pardon? Do
0: you know anybody in Sedona? I'm only about 90 miles away.
1: Yeah, I, I noticed one fellow, Brian... Uh, he studied with me, and and uh, he's become a teacher. Um, I tell you what. Give I hear your address and everything, and he can give it to me, and I'll find his address, and he can tra- translate it over to you. Okay. Wonderful.
4: Okay, that'll be good. Yes. She's a beautiful person, Senor. I met her <clears throat> down at one of um, my workshops in Atlanta and um uh-huh. she, she's got a real she's got a real sincere heart. Anybody who comes to one of my like late like the classes that I've had, the these small ones where only five or six people show up, I know they're sincere. You know, and I'm right. long winded too. So but we still got our work in that night too, so and everybody was like, I'm getting warm. Why am I getting so warm? Because <clears throat> that's what we're doing. We're making it warm around here. <laughs> Zenyatta yeah, says if you don't feel it in five minutes, you got to walk away. So he taught me i got to make sure I hold up to that myself. But it it just goes to show that the, that, that, that the technique works if you be consistent with it, and that's me. Right. And I, uh, some people call me anal retentive, but I'm going to make sure the technique is passed down the way the brother passed it down to me.
0: Yeah, that, it was funny what Kimberly was saying because I literally just got on a dating site and I'm sitting here today going, I really don't want to do this because I'm just in a whole other space spiritually and sexually. And, you know, and they, I just don't even want to play that game with them. So, you know, I, this is like confirmation. <laughs> I don't need to go on any dates right now. <laughs> but that's one of the other question I had for Senyata was, you know, as a female looking to be a tantric practitioner, what does he have any advice, or um, just any kind of from his viewpoint, well, anything he would
1: here. would recommend? As I uh, expressed to other young lady, you have to find somebody that that's on your level. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it's not going to work. If they aren't vibrating at your frequency, and it, it, especially if you're planning on, on working with the tantric energies, they got to be vibrating at your level of understanding, and you got to vibrate it. They have to vibrate it with your energy. Mm-hmm. you' Got to blend together. Like it, there's a, a misconception in this world that everybody is created equal. That's a lie. It's not true. where mm. you got to be, gotta be uh, alert to the possibility of finding somebody that vibrates at your frequency and has the understanding of what you're doing. And if they aren't doing it, you can forget it. <laughs> it won't last.
4: Um, Senor, I want to ask a question too. Why she's on the line? Um, your thought patterns. And how powerful, because in the Jewel and the Lotus, in the first three chapters, you talk about how tantra can open up your psychic abilities. So we have the ability to attract rapidly, especially if you're using that uh, personal magnetism and charisma manual, and we right. also have the ability to prepare, to repel. So is it in the mind? So would you agree that maybe if we get in the mind say that, oh, my God, I'm such an evolved being, nobody's out here, I'm not going to find anybody, oh, darn shit, it ain't going to happen. Do you think that we we can put that energy out there in the universe and cause that to happen and it delay us from coming across the person that we need to see?
1: Okay, I'll answer that real short. Remember I told you this in in class years ago, thoughts go wings and they do fly. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: so whatever you put out in the universe Whether positive or negative It's going to come back to you and reflect in your life Anytime you haphazardly think a wrong thought Or a negative thought it, it don't have to be verbal Even, even the thought itself <laughs> is faster than saying verbally it goes right to that source and it vibrates right back to you.
3: Mm-hmm. So any
1: kind of negative programming that a person has, they have to reprogram themselves into a positive level. And it's techniques and processes of doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's always to be careful about our thoughts and our words. Because it will... Uh, I'll revert back to you In this lifetime, dear
0: Yes, and everything's moving much, much faster now <laughs> Right, absolutely <laughs>
1: Supersonic
0: <laughs> Exactly like, I mean, I understand vibration And I understand frequency And I, I mean, I came out here to Phoenix To study healing arts So, um, you know, I understand all of that um, But it is a practice Um, And it it does take um, Deprogramming Mm
3: -hmm. A lot
0: of Cultural stuff and just childhood Stuff and um, Things you know you got through being Raised a certain way and um, But yes it's coming back a lot Faster the positive and the negative So uh, making it uh, Getting a lot more clear
1: Right Oh you know Um As I told a young lady ahead of you, if you order my book on on, on magnetism and charisma, it will Mm -hmm. give you a a lot of guidelines and techniques that you can practice by yourself or with a mate. Okay, I will. And that will uh, uh, reprogram any kind of uh, negative thought patterns that you might have. Wonderful. It's very simple to, to follow in practice. So Kaya can give you the other information on the website. I, I will get it.
4: It'll Thank be you. my pleasure. It'll be my pleasure. And, see, the reason I ask that question is because a lot of women get despondent. They get despondent and be like, oh, I'm so advanced. Ain't nobody going to come. Oh, da, da 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 And then they have the sister who's not even that advanced in her studies. <laughs> But her thoughts are positive. Her I got thoughts a are positive. Say that again.
0: I have a friend just like that. Oh, I'm still awake. Oh, I'm still awake. I'm never gonna find the man that's as weak as me and eats like me and does this like me. And I'm like, and you were so judgmental, and you were so conditional, and you were so blah 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 blah. You know, it's it, it, it just like she doesn't even see how she's blocking herself.
1: Right. Right.
0: Because she thinks she's so awake, and she thinks she's so evolved, and she thinks she's so she's gone so far, and she eats so well, and she her body is her temple, and yada yada yada, which is all great and wonderful. But she just she she blocks what she thinks he's got to look like, and what he has to be like, and what he's you know it, it yeah. So for me, I was just like,
1: that's ego.
0: Yes. Yes, and she thinks she's gotten rid of her ego, and I just look at her and go, you don't realize how conditional you are and how judgmental you are and how much your ego really does play a role in your day-to-day thought processes. Because, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, that's their process. It's okay. If that's where they need to be right now, it's okay. Why do you care what they put in their body? You choose what you put in your body That's right right. (laughs) Let them be where they're at in their process And you be where you're at in your process And stop making Judgments about What other people are doing with their life And just worry about what you're doing with
1: yours That's right
4: You're absolutely correct Um, Senyata Do you think that Can you speak about um, Because I remember you talked about cursing. One time we had somebody in class and they just cursed all the time and you say they created a negative aura around the body for seventy two hours. That's um, right people who have these type of um negative um or or not so positive type of attitudes um can they be detrimental? By just being around us in our circumference or in our, or in our energy fields or, or occupying space in our thoughts, can they be detrimental to our own advancement along the path?
1: Yes, it is. It's best to walk away. person cussing hmm. all the time, he's punching holes in his aura, her aura. And that's where the entities come in That, that uh, other doctors said earlier. And they come in and they attack. So anytime you see somebody cussing all the time or swearing, get out of their energy field because it will affect you.
4: Punching holes in their aura.
1: Right. (laughs)
4: Senor, can you? I mean, just on that note, can you talk about the importance of psychic self-defense by uh, watching your words and speak no evil, and and um, the the technique you taught me. Senhora taught me a technique on the sidewalk at the hot dog stand one time called walk lightly. Can you talk about that for a second, Senhora?
1: <laughs> the walk lightly.
4: Yeah, you um, about our psychic self-defense and how walking lightly is a part of, you know what I'm saying, our, our psychic self-defense and how we don't want to create any any extra negative karma, you know what I'm saying, because we walk walking around here heavy-handed and heavy-footed and stomping around and, you know, got an attitude.
1: Well, that, uh, again, walking heavy and all of that, it brings you closer to the, uh, uh, the gravitational pull of the earth. And, and stomping your feet and all of that and getting angry and everything, all these earth energies come up into your body. So it's best to learn how to walk light. So it doesn't attract that energy.
4: Hello?
3: We're
4: here. Oh, yes, I'm still here. <laughs> She's a good listener, too, so she just got real quiet. Yeah,
1: you know, you know, and and, and I, I, I express this in every class I teach, and I think it's something that all of us should really be aware of, and this was by a Russian mystic, Erjeev. He said, in order to wake up, first got to remember your sleep. <sighs>
4: good gracious.
1: And how do you remember? Meditation. That and on the planet is asleep in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Are they are living now a life as a robot?
4: Wow! Absolutely, people not people not realizing they sleep, man. They that's, that's that matrix. That's more of the sci-fi channel. That is. <laughs> that's
3: exactly what it is.
4: All right, Shauna. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll be in contact soon. Okay. Thank
0: you, Tair. Thank you, Senyata.
1: Okay. Thank you. All right.
4: Uh, anybody else want to give a shout out? Thank you all for been uh, been on the line. I see uh, I see a couple more people. If you want to press one before we get off the air, and uh, raise your hand so I can see you, so you can give a shout out. I said I was going to put a couple people on the spot. You had some new people. Who were um, who just started reading The Jewel and the Lotus And I was going to see if they wanted to give you any feedback Or they wanted to ask you any personal questions um, While we're waiting on them To see if anybody's going to raise their hand I do want to um, You said you're going to be in D.C. when, Senyata? I mean, I'm so you're going be to be in New York in two weeks
1: Yeah, in two weeks
4: Okay, so is that the first weekend in March Or the second weekend? Uh,
7: let's see the dates
4: to, uh. Let's see I think I can pull it up too real quick. Bam. Uh, eighteenth, nineteenth,
1: and twentieth
4: of March. Eighteenth, nineteenth. Oh, that's that's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday.
1: No, no, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
4: So it must be sixteen, seventeen, eighteen.
1: That's probably what it is. Okay. But, uh, so you
4: you got three weeks out there.
1: Uh, the new expo is going to be advertised in all the magazines, um,
4: okay,
1: and distributed all in, in that area,
4: okay. And you're going to have it on your um, you're going to have it on your website too, com, right? Right. Okay. Um. There we go.
1: On the website.
4: Gotcha. Um. Me myself. Represent myself. Represent my daddy and my mama. Represent my teachers, all my teachers, all my family. I'm gonna be in Atlanta. Uh, I guess this is hopefully be my coming out party. I'm really excited. Um, it's, Dr. Gibson's gonna be there. Dr. Blair's gonna be there. The brother Jerry Miller's gonna be there. Uh, Elijah Grant is gonna be there. It's gonna be it, it's gonna be really really live. It's a two day. Um, it's a two day conference uh or expo I'm doing workshop i'm a, I, they, they said you got two hours to speak. I said, well, i'm gonna divide that in half. I said we're going to do an hour of workshop, and I'm going to do an hour of lecture. I've always said that the the lecture scene was over, but sometimes they want you to talk, and I have to set the setting. So my lecture is going to be the prep and the intellect for you intellectuals on what the workshop is going to be on. And I'm going to be talking about um, the tantric lifestyle and how we can use this magnetism, you know what I'm saying, how you can incorporate some of this charisma and and personality to change your life around. And I'm gonna be talking from my personal experiences. I'm going to be sharing some of my story and some of my personal experiences, um, the things that I've learned um, that I can teach from Senyata, things from Dr. Gibson, things from other uh, great master teachers that I've had the privilege and honor to to, uh, sit with. Some of it may be even what you call barnyard knowledge, but um, I always consider myself a strategist in how we put this thing together. Um, you could call me an urban dowel because we do stay in an urban environment, and I'm ready for the golden age of enlightenment. So I'm glad Senyata gave me that jewel tonight. That's going to help me in my presentation. And then the second part is going to be some sexually sexual tai chi, if you want to call it that. I don't really want to say what form, but it's going to be some principles to cultivate some sexual energy. And and we're going to do some work. You're going to come in there and, and be able to feel it. Um, some basics, but they're powerful basics. And I remember when I first started learning Qigong, the brother told me, he said, man, don't, he said, they're, they're very subtle. He said, don't, don't, don't look past them. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, man, I want to be like Bruce Lee. He only told me to do eight of them, senor, and I was doing like 36. I was doing 45 of each one and hurt myself. Um, so, I'm gonna give some of the, you know, give give some of the dialogue, but when it's time for us to shift over and do the work, then we're really gonna get busy. If you only wanna come for the workshop, it's only thirty-five dollars. If you only want to come for the workshop, it's only thirty-five dollars. The, the website is Life Harmony Light Conference. And that's L I G H T. Life Harmony Light Conference dot com. If you click on purchase ticket and vendor space up at the top, it's going to take you to the page. You just come down and pick my name up on the available workshops, and then that's how you go through the billing. I would advise everybody to be there for two days. I didn't set this up. This is not my event. A two-day pass, which is, is the best deal because you get all the workshops, you get all the lecturers, you get full access to everything, is $200. And this is from like ten in the morning till I think five in the afternoon, six in the afternoon on Sunday. If you just want to come for one day, it's just seventy five dollars with no workshop, one hundred dollars with the workshop. So I would advise you, whatever your pockets can afford, but we want as many people to come out and if you only can come out for the workshop. Um, Dr. Blair's having one Jerry and Sandra's having one Tony's having one But I'm having one If you listen to mine I promise you that we're going to be doing something real exciting And something that you can take home with you And practice, practice, practice We're going to be opening up your awareness I'm not going to be promising Hope oh, we're going to ignite your kundalini fire That's not what I do It's not what I do I stay in my lane I love staying in my lane And doing what I'm good at And what I know to do So, um some of these things I've been working on for ten years. And I've taught a lot of people, but I want to teach a lot more a lot more people. So, um come on out um March the third and the fourth. We're gonna be at the where's it it's gonna be in Atlanta, Senata at um they got a really nice place for us too. I think it's gonna be um, the Atlanta Technical College at at, um, a nice convention center. So the people who, and I'm really thankful for the people who brought me in, you know, who even thought enough about me to say I had something to contribute, you know, and, um, It's gonna be fun. So it's um, the Cleveland L. Denard Conference Center at Atlanta Technical College, 1560 Metropolitan Parkway. I think this is the beginning of something great, not just for me, but for all parties involved. Please check out the website LifeHarmonyLightConference.com. Let me see if I got anybody else raise their hand. You know, I got. You know, I got the. Oh, you know, I got the Otter. 720, I'm coming to you second. But you know, the Otter got his hand back up. You, uh, you, uh, my Osa, your mic is live.
6: My Osa, I just want to thank everybody on air today. Um, you, my cousin, introducing me all these wonderful people, known you all my life. Dr. Gibson, my son's mother, thank you. She's came to you. And my friend, Sonata Sarah Swade. I matter of fact, I met most of the people in the class and, all, all the thing I'm trying to do is just keep it going. The spirit is shin down.
1: Thank you very much. Moussa. Moussa.
4: Woo! That's my cousin right there. Let me put my hands together for my big. Oh. Y'all, you know I love Scotty, right? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he stays out of trouble, so I ain't got to get in no trouble. I love him for that. Caller from the 720, your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the seven two zero three eight five. your mic is open. Can I get your number? I mean, uh, can I get your name? Well, all right. I thought you had raised your hand. You might have your phone on mute, so I'm going to just leave it open for a second. Uh, I see you, Ayana from Oakland out there. Thank you for calling in. I see you, Dion. I see you down there. Y'all don't want to raise your hand. Hey, Kelly out there in Las Vegas. Senyata, you got. We got a lot of people on the line talking about they just want to listen in. You remember when we were, when we had class, we talked about the looky lose, senor? No looky-loos in class. People come to class and be like, oh, I'm just going to sit over here and look. Yep.
1: Yeah, no way. <laughs> As we
4: used to say, no way, Jose. <laughs> no way, Jose. So let me take it from the top. Let me see if, um, Ayana, are you on the line? Because we're doing a no, no way, Jose. You just can't sit over here, and I know you and just say nothing. Uh, your mic is open. You want to uh, give me some comments on tonight's show, please?
7: Hi. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me?
4: Absolutely, we hear you.
7: Hi. Thank you so much. It was it was a it was a wonderful show, both Doctor Gibson and you, brother. I thank you. Um, I think one of my actually I had a question, um, and I was kind of multitasking as I was listening and doing what I was doing. Um, I was I, I think my question went into sexual attraction and. Um, just the whole, that whole piece of being sexually attracted to someone and how, I guess, how can you tell if it, how you become more conscious of that um, in your movements with people, like being able to tell carnal kind of animal sexual attraction versus something else, something else going on that you need to explore. Well, by,
1: by being a woman, you will know. It's It's cardinal animal,
3: is a spiritual,
1: uh, you will know in your heart. If it feels ar- in your heart, it's all right, but if there's any doubts in your mind that doesn't relate to your heart, or be worried. You have to always process things through your heart. And no matter who it is or, or, or what the involvement is, no matter if they got all the sweetest words in the world, if they don't feel right in your heart, walk away.
7: Thank
4: you. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Thank you, Ayana, for calling in. Appreciate it.
9: Yes, you're welcome.
4: Senyata, what about what about sexual frustration? People go through that. People go through being sexually frustrated, men and women. What do you have to say about that?
6: They have to or Where does that to come from? Or what energy. do we
4: do with that energy? Sit down and meditate?
1: You no, know, you have to use energy. You have to meditate, but not 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 sitting down and meditating. You got to use moving meditation like tai chi or chi circulate the energy in your body so it don't be locked up in the genital area alone. Because once you move the body and start circulating through the body, then your sexual energy is diffused. But you still have a sexual energy. It's just diffused through the whole body. And so it's not that desire that that may get you in trouble.
4: Now, I'm just putting two and two together. Earlier you said the soul resides in the in the testicles or in the or in the sex organs and now you're saying for me to spread that energy around the body is that a way of, are, are we working an alchemical process of trying to wake up the soul is that what we're doing
1: that's exactly what you're doing
4: Awaken the soul through awakening my sexual energy wow we're gonna to have to talk about that. We're gonna definitely have to get into that one right there. Let me get a couple more. Uh, let me get a couple more. No way, Jose's people just hanging on. Um, calling from the eight five six. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello. Okay, they may just be chilling. Calling from the three three four. Your mic is open. Can you give us a comment or a feedback tonight? A lot of them got their stuff on mute, Senyata. They don't want me to get to them. That's all right. I'm coming down the line. Caller from the 336-602. Your mic is open. How are you? Good evening.
10: Good evening, Kaya. Senyata. This is Trila. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I don't need to ask anything or put forth any questions because everything has already been addressed. <laughs> Yes, sir. Apparently I am glad um, you know, it's glad to hear and know that there are a lot of other sisters out there that are struggling with some of the same things and going through some of the same energy. So I got on the call today with the intention of asking you what a couple of sisters previous asked, but you Mm -hmm. asked you asked them already, so I already have the book up and I'm gonna be ordering it within the next day or two. So
1: I'm I'm satisfied. You will enjoy it.
10: Oh, I actually know because I've um, I've read um, a few of the books that you have written in the past. I've actually in the process now. I have a seven year old, and he's at the point in his life where he's starting to discover some of his his sexual energy. So I'm, I'm actually just... sharing some things with him from um, just some things that I've read and some books, whatnot. Okay, wonderful.
4: And he's been to class too, Senora. He used to come to class in Greensboro, and um, his attention capacity is like like a little Buddha, you know. So yeah. catches on catches on very quickly and efficiently. So mm. she got a little something over there.
10: Yes, he's actually now engaged. Um, I put him in mixed martial arts. We did the whole school, the whole sports thing, and nothing seemed to work for him. So now. Um, he needed to get his confidence up. So now he's in a position where he's learning some different moves and focusing on um, just the the arts of martial arts. So you had point. to move just, you know, out of nowhere. So now we have to find somebody else to teach us Tai Chi. So.
4: <clears throat> <laughs> it's all right. They got Golden Flower in Winston-Salem. It's all good. Yes.
10: We're you know, we down with Sanji Tang too. <laughs> yeah, it's you not, know it's not the same
4: Right, 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 right We apologize for it not being the same But it's still <laughs> unique too You know what I'm saying So, and, and you know, I don't co-sign many people So, you yes, know for me,
3: to
4: co- for me to co-sign Golden Flower You know, um, Sonata was the first person Who introduced me to Sanji Tong anyway So, you know And then I've been so, over there and taking a class or two With him myself
10: Well, so. if you co-sign it, I may need to give them another look then
4: Right, we want everybody doing tai chi, don't we, Senyata? That's right. We want everybody. Don't worry. Get the basics from over there. He'll see his, He'll see me again. I ain't going nowhere. He only seven years old, man. He got a long time to get together when yes. he turn eighteen. You
3: know
4: you all have- yeah, Yeah, I'm gonna be ready. He'll be ready to spend you some here in Fairville sure. Share,
10: share that birthday. So him and Jonathan um, share that same birth, the born date. They are both April twenty first. So you've already, at some point in his life, touched his energy.
4: So. He got the same birthday as Willow, Senyata. Uh-huh. So you already know what we're working with. That that's old funny. young Taurus with a whole bunch of Aries. A
10: whole bunch of Aries. That's,
4: <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Well, thank you, Travel. Let me get on down here to a couple more of these looky-loos down here and see what they got to no say. No problem. Thank, thank you, you. Sir. Caller from the 914, your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, 914. All right. Caller from the 301. What's happening? Become U University.
11: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace, Kair. Peace, Sunyata. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, my God. That's all I can say is, oh, my God. That's (laughs) That's all I got to (laughs) say. No, seriously, this is my... I'm really at a loss for words, and Kair, you know that for me to be at a loss for words means that some bombs <laughs> have been dropped and some 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 wisdom and some insight has been shared and um I guess if I did have one question because I feel like um the previous um uh, caller and when she said that you know there really wasn't anything else to add i I guess if I were to just ask one question, it would have to be um for someone like me. Coming out of um, Coming out of Another A different spiritual practice um, But making connections Right now I guess for me It feels like A a little bit like Alice in Wonderland Like you know How deep does the rabbit hole go And um, You know I haven't I don't consider myself A master Or or anything like that But I'm not necessarily A novice Um, Coming into This Type of um, teaching And this type of lifestyle What would you suggest for someone um, You know Like me who has been Is a female and who has been on A spiritual path but not this particular Leg of the path what What would you have to say to someone Like myself
1: Who is she talking to I'm She's talking not going to you, use
3: Sandra.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't hear the question all the way Okay, uh,
11: not a problem, I'll repeat it I was saying that for someone such as it's myself Let me with
1: just... the phone. Oh, hello Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, something wrong, wrong with my cell phone Or I, it's not coming through off the radio
4: oh, Try one more hear... time, can you hear it now?
11: If you could speak a little louder Speak a little louder, okay um, Can you hear me now? I, I can barely hear you You can barely hear me Kyra, can you relay my question?
4: Senyata, she said um, She wanted to know um she's not a novice but she she feels that getting on this spiritual path and especially maybe leaving uh you know a lot of a uh, heavy christian background but now switching over to the tantric path um and 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 coming and coming very humble, what are some of the things you could tell for a novice who's just getting on this path, you know what I'm saying? And being a female, you know, uh, mid thirties, um what do you, what, what what words of advice would you have for um someone like that? Uh, okay.
3: Okay, did you hear the question that time? time?
4: Did you hear the question that time, Sunyata?
1: No, I can't hear you.
4: She's a novice on the path and wanted to know what advice you may have for someone just getting on the tantric path.
1: Walk slowly. (laughs) Yes? Walk slowly. Don't Mm. just jump on the path because it's tantra. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of discipline and, and meeting the right people to work with you mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that's saying They're teaching Tantra They know Tantra, but they don't mm-hmm. So you got to be the word charlatan Mhm. comes from your heart mm-hmm. And as I was saying earlier in, on the program Tantra is not about sex Right Activating the kundalini so you feel alive in the universe. Right. And then you can attract the right person to study with or be with. Absolutely.
3: Mm.
1: Absolutely. Again, very powerful. As I said, uh, on the program, if people order my book on charisma and magnetism, it's a good start for them to start understanding what tantra is and what the energies you, we work with. To attract that right partner. That's on your
11: vibration. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kair. Okay, I'm gonna I appreciate it. Thank you.
4: You're welcome. Thank you for calling Thanks. in tonight and sharing time with us.
11: Absolutely my pleasure.
4: Peace. peace. And last but not least, call from the seven zero two. Your mic is wide open.
0: Peace, Kair, peace, Doctor Sunata. Uh-oh. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Hello?
4: You got to speak up a little more. Hello?
1: Good
0: evening. This is Kelly calling from Las Vegas, Nevada. Can you hear me now?
1: I can't hear you.
0: Okay. Well, you can you relay for me, Kair?
4: Absolutely. Go ahead.
0: I just wanted to express extreme gratitude. I called in late. I just came in from California, but uh, I got the end of the call, and I just wanted to say thank you to both of you. I've enjoyed this evening, and I can't wait to go back and get some more jewels and, you know, take some more notes. So thank you and, you know,
11: things of that nature. I appreciate you both. Well,
1: thank you very much.
4: You are you you are welcome. I think that's one of the new new readers on on the Jewel and the Lotus. So I was glad that she was able to come in and um, check out tonight's um, check out the broadcast and tonight's class. And um, hopefully she got a lot out of it. And when she goes back and listens to it, hopefully we can um, rock her socks and curl up her toenails, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so
7: much. Good evening to both of you.
4: All right. Thank you.
0: Peace.
4: Peace. Senor, that's about it for the night, big brother. Okay. I appreciate you for coming through. Um, yeah, I'm glad you called ha- me. Hey, man, as always, thank you for thank you for being there for me, and um, thank you for the jewels you dropped. I'm getting ready to go back and listen. I'm going to go over and listen to this other show. They got Malcolm X's uh, uh, grandson. they doing doing a show interviewing him tonight, so I want to hear what that brother's talking about and maybe some of the things we can do can help assist him because I know that's a lot of pain he had to go through watching how his grandfather and his grandmother passed.
1: Okay,
4: well, enjoy it, man. All right, Thank Big Brother, I'll be talking to you soon. Okay, peace now. Bye, Jail, hands together for Big Brother, Senior Adam. Go over here and get my cousin right quick. Sifu. Yo. What do you think about yeah. that show tonight, Big Brother?
6: Oh, I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. So many ironies. A woman from St. Thomas, my nephew, whose name is Zen, daddy from St. Thomas. Only people I met with in class, you can say I've been married. One of them on paper, dealing with women. <laughs> um, and to my son's mother, like I said, she's, like I said, met her in class with My first, the anniversary of my first year in class, and now she goes to see Dr. Gibson. Oh my goodness!
4: might be might listening to the show. I hope so. I hope she did. I, I hope she did tune in. I hope she catches. I uh, uh, hope she did catch it. Shout out! Shout out to Joy. Shout out to Zen. Shout out to the whole Shindal clan. Willow, Aziz, mm-hmm. Mantis, Jay, Sabrina. Who else we got a shout out from Shindal?
6: Santos uh, had to do a show tonight. Call Willow. Willow had to teach class, but he will be checking this out on the radio or the computer later. on.
4: Shout out to that Bogwa Master down there in Florida, the Red Eagle.
6: Jay, you know, oh. Danielle, Yousef, um, you said, you said, Mantis, just love that brother. Um, look, we missed some people. I'm just going. Nah, you forward. know, we got to go gotta, on a short amount of time.
4: You no, know, we gotta give a shout out to uh to the snake. We gotta give a shout out to the snake, the whole snake clan, Jamie and uh Mhm. Uh the whole Chris crew, Lock man. We gotta we gotta ill squat. So that...
6: Chris Locke, the original Black Tiger.
4: Woo, good gracious. Man shout outs to the Black Tiger. Uh man shout, shout out to our regular... whole uh, sister Sister Clan down in Texas, Niwaji. Uh Big shout out Birdie. to C.J. Larry Sanders. Big shout outs to Doctor John Painter doing it up at the Gompa. Real real big. Um, you all need to check out that site, T H uh, E G O M P A, thegompa.com. <laughs> Get your belly full. Go over there hungry as you want because it's a buffet at the Gompa. Um, we Dr. just Joe, another COVID breath
6: shit
4: Who's that? Dr. Jewel Pukum. Dr. Jewel Pukum in the building. Another yeah. another Cobra rep initiate up on the uh, Master Senyata. Want to give big, mad shout outs and love to Senyata's lovely wife, Amrita, for taking care of the brother. You know what I mean? Mad shout out. To everybody who has, you know what I'm saying, contributed to this path, uh super super mad shout outs to uh to Mata G. I got I I got universal love, you know what I'm saying? Always, always. Seventy five percent of my martial arts came from Monta G. I tell everybody, you know what I'm saying, big up yourself, Mata G. Don't, so don't let the flu tapes fool you. Boy, don't let the smooth taste fool you. And that made me think of Penny. Got to give a man shout-out to Penny out there in Colorado doing what she do. Definitely don't let that. Andrew. Def- Andrew. Ooh, that's a triple smooth taste. Don't let them three smooth tastes fool you. Andrew, Penny, and Martha G. Three snakes. Ow! We're talking about the eight animals. Um, people, you have eight psychic channels in your body. And in the Wuchi Dao temple, they're all um, associated with a particular animal. So we're really calling out um, uh, love names, you know what I'm saying, affinity names. We're not calling nobody a snake like they're um, like they a, a bad person. Snake represents wisdom and also represents the earth element on the I Ching or the Bagua. So, um, if y'all want to know what that's all about, just reach out, man. My number is 336-587-1215. Uh, hit me with a text. We got all kind of stuff popping off. I'm going to shoot over to Know the Ledge Radio. Um, I'm going to give out their phone number on the line because that's my folks. If y'all want to call in, it is Black History Month. They have Malcolm X's grandson <laughs> on the line. You feel me? So, um, the call-in number, they're on the air right now. I know they're over there just getting crazy. That call-in number is 347-637-2135. 647-637-2135. If y'all want to check out KTL and Hodge Malcolm L. Shabazz is on over there live right now. I'm getting ready to go check that show out. Know the ledge radio. Um, a- you, come on with it.
6: If people wanna be some a good place to meet spiritual people, good food, good vibe in Denver, Colorado, go to the Gypsy House Cafe on Marion Street. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the Gypsy House. Denver, Colorado, Marion Street. I've been there. Holla. They get, oh, downstairs! If you if you in Denver and you go over there, go downstairs. Take your honey and go downstairs. Good lord! I'd like to buy some plane tickets right now and shoot up. Man, you got to go there, Little rock Man, you got to see that downstairs, man. The the basement is so there. tantric said, by nature. Oh my god! Say what?
6: I said I've got. I want to move there. Nice spiritual people, goodbye. I Want to say hello to the twins and. Just anywhere else on the planet,
4: we can go. The universe. Big up yourself. Big up yourself. Big up everybody who's holding on. These last callers right here, y'all must be some some super duper's. You know what I'm saying? Let me give a big shout out to everybody holding on. Killed it tonight, ladies. Now, we brought it alive tonight. We ain't we ain't we ain't killed nothing. So, for the mother energy that came on, I'm going to take us out on this on this classic tune by Star, S-T-A-H-H-R. Please listen closely. Please listen closely. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to run this joint by Senyata first. This is how we open the show up, just in case you didn't catch it. And then I'm going to run that great mother flow, Year of the Dragon mix. So, so a Little Rock, you might want to hang on and catch that Great Mother Flow year of the Dragon Mix right after we run this Senyata piece. Please.
1: relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Should I stand up? okay we're gonna expand the energy you're gonna do it the form with your eyes closed so you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes in order to go out you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it It allows all energy condensed in to the very core of your body and as you, continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms, practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it. And some
2: marvelous things will happen. I won't spoil your experience. If you are not sexual, you cannot be spiritual. Because it takes energy to be spiritual. It takes energy to meditate. I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions are passed after that. And in this way we open up and and enliven ourselves to the possibilities of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime.
1: But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we aren't talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy: creativity, writing, painting, martial arts, for many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing and instead the energy going out into the earth.